show what's up happy mid-november evening of 2017 i welcome you all to the grandest show in the land the best show three hours of mirth music and mayhem remember when i used to say that well maybe i'll start saying it again maybe i'll start doing a lot of different things I haven't done in a while. And you're just going to have to wrap your heads around it. Oh, we got a show for you tonight. Julie Clauser is going to be in studio. She will be here, my favorite. Can't wait. See what's what with Julie. In the meantime, we've got some show to do. Right? Right? And it's No Dude Vember. No dudes. Oh, and I say no dudes, and literally a dude named Dudio bursts through the door there. The way, uh, like Squiggy and Lenny on, uh, Laverne and Shirley did not time their door bursts as well as Dudio just did. He just, he, we were one, hello, short of me putting Dudio up uh, for for uh, some uh, sitcom casting. We got a great show tonight. So this is what you do. You sit back. You relax. Get out that vape pen. Whether you got tobacco in it or just vape juice because you love the sensation of smoke that tastes like grape soda. And you listen to the best show, because here we go, folks. It's the best show! Let's do it. Jersey, back again. I turn 
find it. Why? 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 Where'd you go? Theme music. Theme music. Where'd you go? Where'd you go off to, theme music? That ain't you. Where'd you go? Huh? My old friend? Can't find the theme music. If I can't find the theme music, that means there's no best show tonight. Right? means we can't do the show. It ain't happening. There's no best show tonight. Well, pack it up. Pack it up, gang. Head on out, Mike. Your Thanksgiving can start early. Right? Get the party started. Get the party started now. Because, guys... There ain't no theme music. And without theme music, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing. Can't believe it. You'd think we had theme music, huh? Not anymore. Those were the days, my friends. We thought they'd never end. Well, I guess we'll listen to... Boy, this is this is great. This is just what you want to hear from the show. This this is how it should go. We got the old music going. How about that? Right? Is the old music or the new one? That's the old one. Well, it's the best show. Sorry about that. That was a weird void great it's a great way to get energy going for the show great a great way to kick the show off with a, a, bur, a burst of uh, a, a, a burst of adrenaline me flipping through my, my my computer looking for the theme oh what's up everybody it's the best show here tonight great show coming up Julie Klausner will be in studio my friend your friend can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. And of course, the one and only AP Mike is on hand. How are you, Mike? It's doing well. It's doing well. Good to hear it. And uh, yeah, we just we just keep doing it. We just keep doing it. We keep having fun here. Um. It's no dude Vember, so we're trying to uh, keep the calls to be uh, anyone who does not identify as a dude for the month of November. So, yeah, it's a it's a way to just wi- widen the the uh, the circle of, of of callers for the show, and it just makes it a thing that it, it's more uh, more open and and uh, and people don't feel like they can't get through. Well, right now, right now, the lines are a little quiet. 201-332-3484 is the number. Who did we hear? Oh, we just heard Colleen Green, one of my favorite records of the last bunch of years. I Want to Grow Up, the name of the album, I Want to Grow Up. And that is a song called TV, and that's on Hardly Art Records. Great uh, 
Great label. Colleen Green is great. Great song. She should have a new album soon, right? I hope so. It's getting to be about that time. Who's good here, Mike? Mike, who's good? Two. Best show, hi. Hi. Hello. Hello, hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Morgan from Cleveland. Morgan from Cleveland. What's going on tonight, Morgan? Oh, not much. Just, um, you know, pacing my room to keep the anxiety at bay and getting ready to go to a vegan Thanksgiving dinner at a bar. So you're trying to keep the anxiety at bay. Is yeah, it, is no, it always? Okay. I should, that's oh, a, it's always there. Yeah, that's not a holiday thing. That's not a Thanksgiving no. thing. Oh, yeah. No, that's just a human thing. Yeah. It's like one of those commercials you see on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Where just you got some blob following you? Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. Although I, I feel like I'm the blob as well. So, yeah. Oh, you're not. You just got the blob is following you. Churchill, Winston Churchill called it the black dog. Huh. He was always being followed by the black dog. Never heard that one. Well, think about well, it. it now I know. I'm was, gonna. Right? And then he would say, this is our finest hour. Then he would say that. He would see the black dog and he'd say, go away, black dog. And then, oh wait, okay. Then he would I'm say, thinking, um, <laughs> "Who are you thinking?" I was thinking of the song by Nick Drake. It's like the Black Eyed Dog song, completely different. I'm gonna say, yeah. Considering it's Nick Drake, right? Not too not far like away. Show. I'm gonna say Nick Drake. It's a safe bet. Nick Drake was also uh, referring to the same thing Winston Churchill was being uh, <laughs> taught was talking about. This is our finest hour. I should have, they should have let me play uh, Churchill in that movie that Gary Oldman is in. He's which, in wait, which one? There's a new movie coming out, this uh, Winston Churchill movie, and they got Gary Oldman is, uh, in it. Huh. I could have played I, Churchill. This I don't know. is our finest hour. I'm not hour. a TV anymore, so I don't know commercials for movies. Wow. Well, do you have the internet? I do. You know, I type in trailers every once in a while and check them out. I'm too busy checking out WebMD about the black dog. Yeah, and other afflictions. It was. I I mean, I sent myself home in sixth grade because I thought I had AIDS after we watched the documentary one. Uh huh. So that I mean, it's just it's it's gone downhill from there. Yeah. So that was sixth grade. How long ago? That was. How long? When were you in school? You don't have to get specific. Like when? When? Uh, when were you in like, sixth grade? What was going on? Oh, I don't know what year was it. It was one twenty-six now. So I guess well, it was like two thousand. I'm bad at math. I'm not good at math. Me too. I'm not good at it at all. No, but yeah, it was. What was going on? I don't know. The killers were at the top of the charts. Oh. Right. Right? 
Right, Mr. Brightside. You were, yeah, That's that was the music of your sixth grade life, right? Yeah. You'd go listen to The Killers and uh, <laughs> who else? What was your favorite song when you were in sixth sixth grade? Oh, I just I mean I wasn't I wasn't listening to the killers. But I, mean, I think my favorite song when I was in sixth grade was um it was like Paranoid by Black Sabbath probably. Wow, that's a or I don't know. A lot of Bob Dylan. I was a no one talks to me. It was great. No one talks to me. It was great. <laughs> no one knew what I liked. Uh, uh. So meanwhile, you're walking around with your earbuds and you're listening to right? Yeah, yeah, that was totally yeah. Bonnet. <laughs> That's a that got it. What what's he saying? That he says they, they gathered in their masses, just like witches yeah. in black masses. He, black, like, yeah, he should get flagged for that lyric. He rhymed masses <laughs> with a different version of mass, like a different definition of the same word. <laughs> Bayonne gathering at masses, bonnet, just like wit, right? What if that's what I Yeah, Ozzy's I mean, saying? I still don't even know. Half the time I just bubble the way. <laughs> Although I could just pull up Google. Yeah. But just if, if Ozzy yeah. was from Bayonne, it would be mm-hmm. about, uh, it would be about all the rummies are at masses. <laughs> Watching the shirt on impractical jokers. Oh, Lord, now, Bono. I'm gonna stop doing that. No, yeah, that was perfect. That's yeah. So, what's going on now? Enough of you in sixth grade. What's okay, what's going right. on these days? You're having a vegan Thanksgiving, which will be fun, right? Right. Yeah, the bar up the street always does these vegan food things. Um, I know lately. I guess last year I was, like, hating Cleveland because nothing was really going on in my favor artistic-wise. But um, a lot of things have been happening in the past, like, three months. So that's been good. Like, what kind of stuff is going on in Cleveland? Um, Just um, collaborating with a few bands that are, you know, from here that's going to be happening. And I I ran into my favorite film director twice. In one month. McGee? What? McGee? Uh, Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. That's your McGee. Uh, That's your McJay. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. <laughs> I know. I spotted his hair from like a mile away and I just started walking towards him. Now, do you That's feel great. like Kramer on Seinfeld <laughs> is based on him at all? Um, I can see that, yeah. What if he played Kramer? That would be fun, right? To see him just like... That would him. be. Although I feel like... He doesn't talk much, so it'd be like, I don't know. I think just like him, his appearance could very well play Kramer, but someone would have to do a voice for him. But you just picture him sliding through Jerry's door, right? Suddenly, yeah. like, Jerry's door flies open, and then Jim Jarmusch walks in, mm-hmm. right? He's like, Jerry, yeah. Jerry, do you have My any actually- Yeah. It's like- <laughs> My son got hit by a door by Jim Jarmusch while he was in New York, actually. So. He does. 
Yeah, he's really good at the um, opening doors. That would be good. But he's not good at looking of what's on the other side of the door. Right, no. he, <laughs> No, he kind of just... So your kid, your kid got smushed by a door thrown open by Jim Jarmusch? <laughs> Not my kid. My oh, friend did. Your oh. F- wait, what? Ha- who no, did? Yeah. Who did now? My friend. My friend, while he was living in New York, and I think Jim was living in New York, he was walking. He had this, like, fear of walking by the street, so he would, like, hover against the walls and hold mm-hmm. onto the walls, and one day, like, the door just opened from this one store, and it was him. And, like smacked him in the face, and I guess he just slowly ignored it and like uh-huh. turned around and just started walking again. Well, that's uh, that's not cool, right? I mean, well, they met when he came to Cleveland. He got to meet him and tell him the story, and I think he finally apologized. Oh, good. Like a few, like ten years later, yeah. Good. He was called on the carpet. He was smashing your friend in the face with a door. So you've so there's more creative stuff going on now, and you feel a little more engaged in in uh, in your life and the scene and all of that. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's been good. That's all you can ask for. That's the kind of that's like a that's like a positive uh, change in things, right? It's like it might not yeah. be everything you want, but at least it's pointing in the right direction. Right, right. Sometimes that's but, all. Um, you gotta, you I think gotta, the thing. Bill, right? I totally forgot why I even called to begin with. Wow. No, oh, I remember. What was it? Okay, so so I was like, my friend's been getting me to like try and call, and I was like, I'm really scared, whatever, I have nothing good to say. But then finally, I guess the other day, so I've been listening to older episodes, and before I went to go to work, I was listening to one of the episodes, I think it was one, you were talking to someone, and they told you there was, like, a Frank Zappa college course that they had to take? Yes. And so, it was that episode. I was late to work, so I closed my laptop and left. And so then my roommate comes home, like, ten minutes later. She's sitting on the couch. I think she's watching Grey's Anatomy or something. And all of a sudden, she hears, like, from the room that my laptop is in, like, hashtag, let Tom in the house. Like over and over, and she stopped the show. She's like, "I that, that has never been a line in Grey's Anatomy. I don't know where that what's happening." Wait, it was hashtag it what? Let Tom in the house. Let Tom in the house. You were I forget what the one was called, but it was the episode where you were talking to someone about Frank Zappa College Court. Oh. So that was just playing, and she was freaking out. She thought someone was like trying to break in because uh, our area that's isn't far. the best area. So, so she calls me, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, I'm about to call the cops. Like, someone's downstairs screaming that they need to go out, let in. Their name's Tom. She's yelling back, like, no, Tom, you're not coming in the house. Oh, my God. And, so- <laughs> and she, But she thinks that this person is so weird that they're yeah. saying, hashtag, yeah. <laughs> let Tom in the house. That would be the creepiest thing for <laughs> somebody be- trying to get in. Would If they were just like, let Tom in the house. That's right. super creepy. But if they went, hashtag, let Tom in the house, that's <laughs> literally, it does not get creepier than adding a hashtag. No. Yeah, it's a whole other level of creepiness. And so I told her, like, you'll be fine. Just wait till I get home, unless your dad, like, you'll be fine. It's okay. And so I get home, and I, like, lift the laptop up, and, of uh-huh. course, it just continues playing from there. And so uh-huh. she... 
Hashtag. I told her what a great podcast you have, and she's just terrified now. She won't Oh, listen. yeah, of course. Now all she thinks is that <laughs> I'm trying to break into the house. Yeah, she thinks you're trying to break into the house. On social, like while with some sort of voice-activated uh, device <laughs> on social media. Like I'm saying, I'm tweeting about this uh, home invasion yeah. I'm currently staging. <laughs> Hashtag let Tom in the house. <laughs> That's the thing you have to follow. <laughs> Is this still your roommate? Yeah, she's still my roommate. She's she's good. Well, please, please tell her I'm I'm sorry. Okay, I will. She's she will greatly appreciate that. Great. And look, you're gonna have a great Thanksgiving. You just go to the yeah. thing. The secret with this vegan stuff, it's like the gravy's <laughs> a secret, right? If Is it? Right, yeah, they put good gravy on the, that's like a secret with everything. Just, just to make sauce. it like sauce and edible? Yeah, no, it's, it's already edible, it's fine, but it's I like guess. that's, that's what overtakes everything to me is like. Right. Just, you pour wet stuff all over the top. If you were eating actual <laughs> turkey, you pour gravy all over it, and you taste the yeah. gravy. You read vegan turkey, you pour gravy on it, that's what you taste. Yeah. You're gonna have great. a great Thanksgiving. Thanks. You know, well, I hope you do, too. And this was your first call? This is, yeah. Well, I want to tell you, you have earned one pass to call back anytime you want Three with three minutes where you are allowed what? to flop as hard as you can, <laughs> and I can't do anything about it, because that's... You can't... How, oh, my God, you can't hang up on me? I can't, not for... Well... Look, I, I, mean, I can always hang up on you. It's not like I'm going to let right. you go do your, get your manifesto out. Then okay. start reading, start reading for that. No, <laughs> it's a uh, but. Uh, yeah, I'm putting okay. you're you're you're. Uh, you, this was a great first call. Congratulations. Okay, thank you. And happy holidays. You too. Okay, take care. Okay, bye. Bye. This is a great first call. Can you imagine? First time you call, you, you, you deliver. You got the story about the roommate thinking I'm trying to break into the house. That's a that's a great call. Rummy's gathering at masses. Burn out. Oh wait. Oh Lord, now burn out. Do 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 do. Right? What do you think about that, Mike? Everybody drinking cheapo beer. They don't even leave a tip. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't oh, smell them. All right. Best show. Hi. Hi. It's the niece from Orlando. 
I could not hear you. Who is it? Denise from Orlando. Denise, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Well, that's nice. You see, yeah, you're you're doing great. Not even not only good, great. Fantastic day. It's beautiful out. Well, that's nice. See, you're 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 focusing on the positive side of things, Denise. Yeah. So. So um, I wanted to let you know about pencil fight. Oh, that's right. You called about the pencil fight. You were going to. You were about to attend a pencil fight. Yeah. Well, I won. You won the pencil fight. I won. And this is the thing where you you try to smash the other person's pencil. Yeah. And you won. I'd never played before, and I won. Well, I want to congratulate you. <laughs> Thank you. You did it. I did it. How hard? Um, I, how hard was it to do the pencil fight? You know, to be honest, I feel like I kind of didn't win because I didn't break the other person's pencil. They broke their pencil on my pencil. Well, that's that still counts. Yeah. They blew I think I could have done better. Yeah, well, you got the you smashed their pencil. You did it. You, you, they, <laughs> but I have a question they're, they're for cheap, you. Their cheapo pen. What was their pencil? One of those cheap ones that like. No, well, yeah. I mean, it's just number two. Not like Fort Ticonderoga quality, of course, though. No. No, of course not. <laughs> so, what did you want to ask? Um, my husband wanted to know if you. If you've seen Justice League, or you're going to go see it, I will. I will see Justice League. I almost went to see it today, but I didn't get it together to go see it. Um, and, and is your review going to be just as good as uh, what was it, Death Squad? Good what? What was that movie? Was it Death Squad? Oh, Suicide Squad. Ah, Suicide Squad. Depends how bad the movie is. <laughs> but are you going to review it? Oh, I'll, I'll review it. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Okay, cool. That'll make him really happy. This is what I hope. I hope I go to see this thing and I love it because I like to. I want to have a good time. I'm not looking to go see things to not like them. <laughs> right? Of course. No. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I'm looking to go see it and have fun. I saw Thor, Ragnarok. Right. <laughs> I saw that. That was great. Did you see was it? it? Yes, no, it was. I didn't. I it was didn't. Yeah, it was really great. I loved it. it was so it was a lot of fun. It was great, and <laughs> that's uh, Taika Waititi directed that. The guy who did uh, who did uh, uh, what we do in the shadows, which is a good movie, and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which is a good movie, and he did I this. Feel like a loser. I don't know what any of those movies are. Well, you go watch what we do in the shadows. It's a really funny movie. Okay, I will. You're gonna have a. You're going to enjoy it. <laughs> okay. And this Thanksgiving, you can sit there with pride and look at the rest of these people you're eating with and say to yourself, "I don't think any of you want a pencil fight." Right. That's right. Yeah, you just know. Do you, do you feel like you walk now with a certain kind of swagger? I mean, I definitely keep pencils in my purse now. Really? Like you've got yeah. you actually? So you're looking for pencil fights now? Oh yeah, 
I won 17 bucks off of that. You won 17 bucks with that pencil fight. Yeah. It's the new CeeLo. I gotta get in this pencil fight game. <laughs> a lot of them, it seems like there's money to be made. There is. All right, I might have to, to throw my hat in the ring. Well, actually, we got pencils tonight. Now, when you go get the pencils, or now do you like find yourself like you go to like Staples, but then you take the, take them out of the box, you like look down the barrel of them and and roll them to make sure they have the, what you're looking for in a pencil. Well, I mean, we still have leftovers from last week, so mm-hmm. haven't gotten that far into the game. Like you're not just like no. Like, you're just not throwing pencils away. Like, this one's no good. Get this pencil away from me. I might tonight. Hey, you're in. You're you're hooked. You got the pencil fight bug now. I brought all my records to play some good pencil fighting songs, too. Like what? Like, what's some good pencil fighting music? I think, like, Black Sabbath. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Pencil fighting. Yeah. <laughs> the late Malcolm Young died this past week. The very yeah, a shame. Yes, one of the the guy whose guitar was uh, it was just it was like uh like just getting punched, <laughs> right? Like a like getting hit by a pencil. Yeah, thank you. That's great. You summed it up, Denise. <laughs> well, you're not speaking at his uh, at his memorial, are you? This is not no. a part of your eulogy. No. Some not. say that Malcolm's guitar playing was powerful, not unlike a pencil. <laughs> well, uh. I'll say this. With this ACDC stuff, look, I have no use for Brian Johnston, that stuff. Yeah. I got no. That guy with the newsboy hat on, I, I don't want to, Like, You know what I mean? That, yeah. that cap? You guys are wearing that cap. I don't want that. Get no, out of here. Yeah, get that cap. Get the, get the cap out of here, but you keep keep it on your head and you get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but Bon Scott, bon, this guy Bon Scott was maybe, this guy's got to be one of the top ten front men of all time. Oh, absolutely. That guy. First of all, nobody ever just threw their shirt off more readily than Bon Scott. Like this guy was just like he would. It seemed like he would go to the show, and like somebody would just be like, "So you're not wearing a shirt tonight?" Nah, I'm not wearing a shirt. Like, like he just didn't wear. Like he just left the house not wearing a shirt. <laughs> like he had that kind of feel. Like maybe a vest. Maybe it had like you know like like the pants where it has the snaps going down the side. Then like. Uh-huh. Easy. You can take it off real easy. The pants? No, the shirt. The shirt. Like snaps yeah. on the side of the shirt? Yeah, so it's just like one quick pull. So like a like a like a dumb nice sweater that it, that somebody would wear at school that would not a sweater, but like a like <laughs> there'd be I remember kids would wear like shirts with buttons on them and be like, "Oh, you're dressed up." But then you look back and like, eh, "It's really not that dressy." No. It's just not a t shirt. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he would, uh, look, one thing I'll never know in this life, 
and it's not, it's definitely not happening. If it didn't happen already, it ain't happening again is the confidence of leaving the house wearing just a vest. Um, yeah. That ship, not only did that ship sail, that ship never showed up for me no. in this entire life. I wouldn't do that when um, I was eight. I wouldn't wear just a vest. And I'm certainly not going to do it now, 77 years later. What? 77 years? I'm 85 years old, yes. <laughs> Don't say. Yeah, right? Huh. Now it seems like I'm not doing so bad. Before it no, seemed like doing... I was falling apart. It's like, eh, you seem about like you're 85. You look great for your age. Thank you. Look, you're only as, your age is just a number. <laughs> yeah. All right, Denise. You have a great Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Man. Right. Two good calls there. Two good calls. Yeah, that's what I just said. Dude, good calls. Yeah, good calls. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought they were good calls. I guess say this with these guys out there. All three of them run thin ice. I come in today. I check the snacks out there. There's like five snacks on the counter. Four of the lids were loose. I kid you not. And I know what I'm going to hear. But Kevin Corrigan left the lid. They're going to pin it on Corrigan. They're going to pin it on Corrigan. But you know what? You got you to gotta be better than him in that regard then. Check the snacks. Would it kill you to go back and just check, make sure that all the lids were loose? Peanut butter filled pretzels, loose. Pretzel rings, loose. Regular nuts, loose. Organic honey covered cashews, loose. Oh, I'm not asking whether you had any of them yet or not. I'm saying, just when you walk past it, just make sure the lids are tight and once the party's over. Mike's sticking, yeah, Mike's, and Mike's got his, uh, these, uh, these Pringle cups I bought. These single serve Pringle cups. I'm telling you, I'm keeping track of it. I don't want them falling into your, your, your gym bag. I'm telling you, serious. This is not a snack depot. This is not like, uh, this is not like a chance to load up. I want these snacks. I want to figure out a way to make these snacks, if they could disintegrate, if they go off company premises. Right? If anybody's got that technology, please let me know. <laughs> to make sure these Pringles disintegrate as soon as you go off out of the studio. If I catch any of them, all three are on the hot seat. Every Everything was loose. And again, I know. Well, I didn't have any of the nuts. It was Kevin had the nuts. I don't care. And then, then, then no, nobody signed the guest book last week. Nobody signed the guest book. You left all the lids loose. Nobody signed the guest book. Then ice. It's not going to look good with Santa, guys. Santa looks at this as, Santa looks at uh, negligence, ne that sounds like I'm saying negligee, negligence as uh, a form of naughty. Just remember that. I don't care. 
what is that? What are, what am I getting them to to sign a, a, a book that I there are there only is there a certain amount of paper in the world? They're all return guests. You get them to sign it twenty times. I got to sell that book. That's all I got going for me. That book, it's got a Penn Ward drew picture in it. Paul Rudd signed it. That's my ticket out of it. That's my that's my that's my that's my uh, golden parachute. That guest book. I don't care if Claire O'Kane signed it six times. You get her sign a seventh time. Thin ice. And after all I'd done, I wrote that masses song. Mike's gonna be all over Bayonne. This is gonna be this is gonna be tomorrow. A car drives down the street in Bayonne. A red Camaro. That's what Mike drives, by the way. Drives a red Camaro. With an eagle on the hood. You're going to hear. It's going to be. Like the green quick check. the Like the quick check that runs on solar panels. Everybody will be out there getting their gas pumped. And then they'll hear Black Sabbath blasting from a red Camaro. And then Mike will have like a microphone in the car and sing along. Everybody come to masses. I will give you off. Gee, this can't be here. All right now. All right. Who's good here, Mike? Thank you. Mike, you're all right. I know I'm coming down hard on you. It's the only way you're going to learn. It's the only way you're going to learn. If I dress you down in front of everyone. Every week. For 12 years. Someday you'll learn. <laughs> Clearly. Maybe it's time for me to reevaluate my approach. I For, for 480 shows, I've... I've, I've publicly dressed Mike down and I'm still here waiting for the lesson to stick. Besho, hi. Hey, Tom. Troy in Newbridge Towers here. Hey. Happy, uh, happy pre-gobble day to you and yours. <laughs> oh, uh, well, thanks. Thanks, Troy. Uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving to you too. Thank you. Any plans? Um, yeah, you know, just family stuff, I guess, you know, nothing, nothing too, uh, nothing too outrageous. Right. Well, how about you? What kind of plans do you have? Oh, you know, it's funny. My, uh, my wife, Sheila, she's totally fed up with cooking and having the kids complain about it every night. So we're going to go to, um, Little Cedar's Pizza. And uh, they actually have a, a Thanksgiving special on Thursday, which is oh, really cool. Wow, Little Caesars is open on Thanksgiving. That's that pizza that pizza shop that caters to like mean, angry children, right? That's right. And I'll tell you, my my kids are the meanest and the angriest I've ever met. Uh huh. And that's, shameful stuff. Really? Yeah. That's, they're just mean. Mean little bleeps. Yeah, and they're getting meaner. I don't yeah. get it. I, I don't know if it's a new thing with kids now or if my kids are just extra um, 
extra extra mean or you know i don't i don't like it but you know what can you do they 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 locked me in in my car the other day your kids locked you in your car they did with like a giant padlock where these kids get a giant padlock i don't know you know how how uh, on those commercials where the wife will come out on, on on christmas morning and the husband presents her with the you know the car with a giant bow yes they they somehow procured a giant lock that's the same size as that as the bow. Yes. And you, but you, you were in your car when you saw the lock coming. All right, here's the, here's the deal. I fell asleep in the car. I had a little bit too much. Um, well, I'm celebrating a little pre-Thanksgiving uh, celebration. Sure. So you were just can't, kind of laying out in the car. Actually, it was pre-Halloween. Okay. Yeah, this was a while ago. Yeah. Well, you know, look. So party, party every night if you want. Right. That's your like, business. Like Kiss said, party every night. They, is that what they said? And I think and it was, I'm going to party every night. So get out of my way, comma you fool. I'm not sure if that's the exact Kiss lyric, but um, yeah. wait, Little Seethers, that's yes. over at uh, Newbridge Commons, right? That's correct. Yes. That's a pretty. Uh, the mall, a yeah, pretty fancy mall. Well, it's cool. Um, I'm not sure if you've been to to this new place. It's actually right next to Little Cedars. Uh, Massage Gluttony. Have you been there yet? Massage Gluttony. It's kind of like a partner store to the original one, which was mas- uh, Massage Envy. You've probably probably seen those, right? Massage Envy, sure. Yeah. yeah it's Massage Gluttony. Uh huh. So it's 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 kind of reveling in like envy was just the starting point for things like that yeah i guess that that one went over so well and you see those things all over the country now so they they've branched out and they've got massage uh gluttony they've got massage greed massage sloth uh massage avarice which i'm not even sure what that is do you know what that is avarice mike what's avarice mike says it's greed also so i oh, guess there must be some version of what are the others? There's, you know, the, uh, there's that movie Seven. So I guess the seventh one is Head in a Box. Yes, Massage Head in a Box. I think so. Yeah, Massage Decapitation. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Could be. Oh man, speaking of uh, speaking of death, you, did you hear that um, Charles Manson passed on? Uh huh. I did hear. I did hear he he finally uh, <laughs> shuffled. Off this mortal coil, he did, and I tell you, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's. I know it's a big deal now, but it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be in like, you know, like three years, you're, you're gonna be saying, God, it seems like just yesterday Charles Manson passed. Yeah, I mean, I got, I gotta say, though, saying passed, it's, it's a, a weird kind of thing. It makes him sound like Grant Grampy or something. Right. Well, he probably wasn't Grampy to somebody. Yeah, I, I don't no know. No one liked him. No one liked him. He was one of those guys. Not bad a, dude. Bad dude. No one liked him. They didn't, and they they really didn't like his music, which is a whole a whole crazy thing. I'm not sure if if you know about that or not. I'm, I'm sure you do. You're a big music fan. Mm-hmm. The, the whole thing about his music aspirations it's so weird and that he you know he wrote and recorded those songs before the murder, so he, he tried to get something going on. Yeah, he was trying to get signed. Trying to trying to get a career like a like a record deal. 
I guess he did demos, right? Yes, he recorded demos. I think Terry Melcher did demos with him. That sounds right. Yeah. And, and yeah. but nobody nobody bit on them. No, it didn't do anything for him, but I'll tell you what it probably did do. I th- I think it helped him later on in his life when he got into that session work. Uh-huh. Wait, what are you what are you talking about? He got into session work? Yeah, all those records he played bass on. Charles Manson. Yeah. He played bass on but he was in I don't I don't I don't know if you are correct on that. I mean he was in jail for most of his life. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the same uh, concept and um you know, it's it's the same thing as um what's his name? Um HR. Um when he sang that lead vocal for that song on Eye Against Eye called Sacred Love, he sang that from a jailhouse payphone right remember that's that right yes that's like a legendary story that he was he was in jail during the recording of the album mm-hmm. and they hadn't finished the the song yet they were trying to finish the album and then they made they kind of rigged up this way for him to sing the vocal into a payphone right and, that's why it sounds so kind of tinny and and crackly. That's, he was actually doing that. It's, yeah, pretty, that. it's a pretty interesting story. It's actually what's on the album. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Manson did the exact same thing, but with the bass guitar. He he hooked up a bass? Yeah. Only it wasn't just one song. It was hundreds. He played on hundreds of songs. Yeah. Like, what what songs are in anything we would have heard of? Well, the first big one, the first number one he ever did uh, was... Um, Brandy by the Looking Glass. Remember that one? Brandy by the that was uh yeah, that was like, uh, uh do, 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 that one. There's was, a port. It didn't sing it like that, but it was kinda over oh, what, that, 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 more, There's a port over on, is it on or in on a western bay. On be, a, yeah, that and that band I believe in the from, bay, right? that band was from New Jersey. Is that right? The looking glass from New Brunswick. Oh my god. From New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah. Ooh. Well, so, but I had no I I thought it was just a regular band. I didn't know about this what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, the the story is that the producer uh, a guy named Mike Gershman, he didn't think their bassist had the right feel and touch for that song, and he mistakenly thought that Charles Manson was the bassist on this Beach Boys song called Never Learn Not to Love, and I'm sure you know the origins of that song. Sure, that was actually uh, Manson uh, song was the basis for that song. Um, like it just said, that song, "Never Learn Not to Love," was a reworking of of the song called "Cease to Exist." That's right. Yeah, and Gershman um, was apparently adamant that he wanted that bass feel for for Brandy, and it was probably Carol Kay or someone like that who actually played the bass, but. For some reason, Gershman thought that Charles Manson played the bass on it. So he went to these extremes to figure out a way to get Manson to play bass on Brandy. And what happened was he he ends up um, smuggling a bass into the prison where Manson is inside a canoe. And they ended up hooking the bass guitar into a payphone, and it actually sounded really good. Huh. Isn't that crazy? And, and but it's interesting because Manson was not a good guitar player, but no. it turns out he really had this knack for playing the bass. And he ends uh-huh. up nailing the song in like one or two takes, you know, before the guard came over to start wailing on his ass. 
And, and before that happened, um, Manson stuffed the bass down his pants, and the guard never saw it, and he kept using it. Oh, that that's insane. That, well, you know, that's that's how it was, apparently. And from there on, Manson got this rep as the man with the golden fingers. You hired him, and your chances of having a hit were, were really elevated. So you played on other hits? Oh, yeah. Like what, like what songs? Oh, my God, got an hour? Um, you probably don't. I, uh, I, I, well, yeah, off the top of my head, um, uh, Bad Dad Leroy Brown, Jim Croce, um, Kodachrome. Paul Simon, um, all those hits by Bread, uh, Jumping Forward a little bit, uh, A Fifth of Beethoven by w- Walter Murphy, um, The Freak, Good Times. It, it, it's not really known that Bernard Edwards didn't play on any of those Chic songs. That was all Charles Manson. Okay. Yeah. Um, Silly Love Songs by, by Wings. Oh, Silly Love Songs, the yeah. Paul McCartney and Wings song. Yeah, which is interesting because, you know, McCartney... He knew it was very, it was uncool to have Charles Manson on, on, on a song, but he also knew that only Manson could really give the song that bass goose that it needed to become a huge hit, you know, that, that super bass goose. Um, okay, the super bass goose. Yeah. yeah I'm, I didn't um, know that was... He also played on most of the uh, Cars debut album, uh, Clear Steering Wheel Woman, and also a lot on um, the Clash's double album, Bass Smasher. That was that album. Do you remember when that album, Bass Smasher, like that, just changed the face of music? It did. It did. Um, what else did he play on? Physical, Olivia Newton-John. Okay. Um, he even played bass on that Metallica album, uh, "Crumbling Blind Lady," holding two big cough drops on chains. Uh huh. I'm not sure if that's what that album's called. What do you think it's called? I thought it might be. Are you sure it's not "Injustice for All"? Is it? I don't know. Well, yeah. Anyway, that that's why the bass is so low in the mix on that album because Lars, their drummer, he had second thoughts, and he was concerned that people wouldn't buy it if they knew Charles Manson played bass on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, I gotta say, it's it's funny that uh, Troy that you you seem to know. Clearly, seem to know so much about music, but you keep getting the names of these like very famous albums wrong. Oh, you know, I, I've been told that over the years. I, I think what happens is I, I just get so wrapped up in in the music on the records that the the covers just become not invisible, but they come become irrelevant to me. I, I just it just doesn't. I don't even care about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and the titles too. You know, sure. Well, that's very that's very interesting that that's yeah. how you see the 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 packaging and the art on the thing. Yeah, the title just doesn't register yeah. with me for some reason. Huh. I wonder if I you know this could actually be a fun little little uh, game here if I if I mm-hmm. gave you some you know some some songs from albums that have like famous iconic album covers. And see if you, uh, see, I guess to see what you would think the album was called. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would um, you- sure, I, I guess Fire Away. Uh huh. Fire Away? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's see, how about like the, the Devo album that has Whip It on it? Oh, that one, um, that's called, um, Red Headed Dweebs in the Flag Room. Um, 
It's actually called freedom of choice. What? Yeah. Huh. How about the Judas Priest album that has uh, another thing coming on it? Oh, that's the curse of of the, of the razor blade fingers. Uh no, it's it's British Steel. Hmm. Uh the Beatles album that has Eleanor Rigby on it. You know that uh, one? Pencil sketch daydream. What's that? Pencil sketch daydream. Pencil sketch in no, it's revolver. Oh. Yeah. Huh. How about uh the did the Beatles, how about the Rolling Stones record that has uh Gimme Shelter on it? Oh, that's called um Rock and Roll Bicycle Film Pie. What's that? Isn't it? Rock and roll bicycle film pie. Um well no, it's that it's let it bleed. Oh. Uh, let's think of another one. The, how about Nirvana, the record that has, uh, smells like teen spirit on it? Oh, that's called Wet Baby Money Grab, right? Mm, it's never mind. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Zappa at all? Oh, yeah, I love Zappa. How about the record, very famous one that has, uh, Peaches and Regalia on it? Oh, that's called Revenge of the Pool Monster, right? Mm, I know. No, that's that's hot rats. Ooh, okay. He's rising out of yeah. Um, how about uh, the Who record with uh, Bob O'Reilly? Oh, that's called Urination Station. Uh, Isn't it? It's it's called Who's Next. Oh. And then there's a, a Queen. Do you know Queen? Yeah, yeah. What about the Queen record that has uh, this is a biggie? Has We Will Rock You on it? I love that album. Um, that's called Squisher the Giant Robot. Squisher the Giant Robot? No, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, News of the World. Ugh, why is it called that? Um, I, I don't know. Actually, I think you might have come up with the more accurate title on I that. I think one. so. Squisher the Giant Robot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about the Ramones record that has, uh, like, uh, do you remember Rock and Roll Radio on it? Oh, that one's called Jacketless and Softened. Ja- jacketless and Softened. Isn't it? It's end of the century. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, not... Right. Oh, actually, Jacketless and Softened makes a lot of sense. Also. It does, too. Well, all yeah. of mine makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Super Tramp, do you like them? I do, yes. They're, 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 I love, I love, uh, I love the, the one with, um, the logical, logical song. song? Yeah, I love the logical that song. song is a biggie. What's that yeah. album called? That album is called One Juice Coming Up. Uh, no, it's called Breakfast in America. No. Um, the police record that has, uh, let me think of one. How about the police record that has every little thing she does is magic? Oh, that's called The Computer Men. No. What's it called? Ghost in the Machine. Huh. And the Replacements have an album that has the... Love the Replacements. Yeah, big big hit song, I Will Dare. Oh, that's called Rooftop Rendezvous. It's called Let It Be. What? what? There's already a record. There's already at least one record yeah, called Let It Be. that's kind of the point of the... Oh, know. okay. Um, how about uh, Led Zeppelin... The, the biggie that has uh, Stairway to Heaven on it. Oh, I love that one. It's called Old Herb the Stick Collector. Old Herb the Stick. No, it's it's Led Zeppelin 4. 
Oh, because it's the fourth one. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. The how about the boss? You like the boss? Oh, I love Bruce Springsteen. Yes. How about the there's a double album had Hungry Heart on it. Oh yes, Man Face. Man Face. No, it's the River. What? Oh, there's a song on it called The River. There right? is. Yes. yes. Um. U2 had an album. Uh, big album had Sunday Bloody Sunday. Oh, I love that album. Yes, uh, that's called Kid Face. Kid Face. No, it's War. You really are very literal with these things. Well, I, that's what the cover is. I look uh, at the picture, and that's that's what I think. I know the title is, but I guess sure. you're kind of making me uh, rethink all this. I, I got to do. A, I'll do a couple more of these. Okay, sure, uh, let sure. Me think. Let me think a couple of good ones. Oh, uh, Fleetwood Mac uh, record has all the hits on it. Go your own way. Uh, dreams. Oh, that was my favorite record as a kid. What's that one called? It's called Dangle Balls and the, <laughs> the Ballerina. What? What's that one? It's called Dangle Balls and the Ballerina. Why? It's uh, it's called Rumors. Why? Oh, because they were tapping each other. Okay. Okay. Mm hmm. Oh, what's the last one? Uh, well, last one we'll do is uh, Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. Album has uh has uh. Welcome to the Machine, Have a Cigar. Ooh, yes, I like that one. What's that called? That's called Burning Movie Studio Executive. Oh, uh, it's called Wish You Were Here. Oh. Yeah, another one has the song on it. Oh, I have a headache now. Yeah, me too. You do too, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, uh, that was a fun game, though. Very weird, though, to hear how you think about these things, though. Well, don't make me feel bad. Uh, well, I didn't mean to make you feel bad. It's uh, Okay, it's very... It's very Interesting. How about that? Oh, that's not at all condescending. You know, you can't talk to me like that because I'm the president of the Newbridge Hose Owners Association. Uh-huh. Okay. Who, well, I got to just say, it, nobody cares, honestly. I don't care if you're president of the Newbridge Homeowners Association. Big no, no, I didn't say that. I said I'm president of the Newbridge Hose Owners Association. The, the, uh, what, what is that? It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, okay, well, I gotta say, the first thing that pops into my mind, it seems like you're probably talking about something really dirty. How dare you insult me like that? I'll have you know I'm very spiritual. I don't do drugs or drink alcohol either. Uh-huh, okay, well look, I'm sorry, I just was going on first impressions, and it just, it sounded like something that could be, like, sexual. Oh, it is. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's positively filthy. It, it's just patently offensive stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, it runs the whole sleazy gamut from... to... You might have had to beep a little bit. I had to bleep. The only word that got... The only words that got in were from and to. And to? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I almost bleeped to. Yeah, because you thought I was going to say to... You bleeped that, That's exactly you? where I thought you well, were going with it. Well, um, I know. I know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey. Um, What's that, Troy? You're going to go see Eddie Trunk at City Winery? He just announced that he's doing a, some kind of show there. The DJ, the, the, the Eddie Trunk, the radio personality who is uh, the guy who keeps uh, metal. He feels like he's the ambassador for, for heavy metal. Well, I think at this point he thinks he owns metal. Yeah, I think he thinks he's more... More of a heavy metal 
he's more he's more heavy metal than people who make music. I think it's true. Yeah. What do you think that show would be? I I think it might be like him on a stool, mm-hmm. just um, looking at his phone and saying who like what famous rock person was texting him. Yeah, I, I I think you might be right. What if he just hooks his phone up to a right. screen <laughs> yes. and waits for the calls to come in and everybody can just see on this screen, they can see that uh, Juan Crucier from Rat is is texting Eddie, checking in saying, what, what's up, man? I like it. Ray, uh, what's this? Rachel from... Uh, Skid, Skid Row. Row. <laughs> yeah. It's just checking and saying, yo, yo, Eddie, happy Thanksgiving. See you in Vegas, bro. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah and then him talking about how much he li- he wants to move to Vegas for like 10, 15 minutes. And then he reviews, uh, like what, uh, what problems he has with the, who gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. And how, well, I mean, they, if, if it's fine, if they want to just call it, <laughs> If it's a popularity contest, then let it be a popularity contest. That's fine. If you want to let N.W.A. and Tupac in, you notice how that's who he always gets twisted about? Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. some, huh, I wonder what the, <laughs> wonder what <laughs> the underlying the, thing there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's moaning about, uh, he's moaning about N.W.A. and Tupac getting in. Just, huh. Wonder why these guys are ruffling Eddie's feathers. Right, yeah. Although he did vote for the meters. No, he didn't. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine his eyes, his eyes going down the list and seeing the meters and wondering what it is? Imagine, yeah. Imagine him going past that and then scribbling it out on the ballot and writing in. Imagine who he's writing in on the ballot. I think quotes. he'd write in UFO. He writes UFO in. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do him again. I mean, like, do, do, do him talking about foreigner. I'll say this about Foreigner. A lot of people are watching this Foreigner tour coming up now because there's no original members in the band now. Got a lot of bands that are checking that out to see how that draws. People who own concert venues don't talk about drawing as much as this guy does. It's true. It's true. I got to say... One of my favorite things about your show is, is, is those impressions like you just did. Well, that's that's nice of you to say. I think Troy. you're the best at it. You know, I I I'd, I'd love to do a little voice riffing with you if that's cool, just for like a second or so. Oh, okay, just a second. Yeah, this might be a little obscure for your younger listeners, but I do a pretty good Doctor Detroit. A pretty good what? Doctor Detroit. Doctor Detroit from the from the Dan Aykroyd the movie. Dan Aykroyd movie from the early eighties, mid eighties. Yes, yeah, right. where he's like a mild mannered scientist guy, and then he ends up through this weird coincidence, this weird confluence, uh, becoming like a like a like a, a crazy pimp. He's kind of like a robot too. Yeah, he. Uh, that's I, I, yeah. Um, the doctor is in, mom. Pretty good, right? That's a pretty good Dr. Detroit, yeah. All right, I'll do Dr. Detroit, and you do whoever you want to do. Who do you want to do? Um, Funkhauser from uh, Curb Oh, I like it. Marty, I, I'm so sorry about what Larry did about your aunt's obituary. I just don't understand what he's trying to do to me. 
I mean, I said to him, Larry, what are you doing? I'm trying to just go through and you're doing this to me. You make me feel like a moron. Oh, my God. I can. I love it. Man, I'll tell you. What a gift you are to all of us. You're like the, the Howard Stern for the uh, Sriracha Pringles generation. Okay, I guess I, 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 that's nice of you to say. It's a big compliment, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, thank you. Hey, you know, you've been moaning about your work problems for what seems like four lifetimes, right? Um, well, I wouldn't say it's been that long, well, but, you know. Well, look, I, I think uh, your troubles might be over, Tom. Really? How, how, oh, what do you yeah. mean? Well, look, you know, Spike Jones is pretty much running Viceland right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for you to run a network. For, to run a network? Well, that, yes. that's, that's, that could never happen. It just did. It just did. What, what? I have no idea what you're talking about, Troy. I am talking to the new creative director of GPN. I'm the president of GPN, so congratulations, son. GPN? Yes. GPN, that comedy network that's launching in, in February? Oh, my God. And I'm going to run this place? I'm going to be, you're, you're whoa, 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 whoa. Hang, hang on there, son. You're thinking of GCN, the greatest comedy network, that, that, that new thing that Judd Apatow is, is going to launch in February. You'll be running GPN. G, what is GPN? The Gas Pump Network. The Gas, what is the Gas Pump Network? Only the hottest thing to happen to TV since the execution of Archie Bunker, that's all. Okay, it, it's, uh, I understand you're hyping it up, but what is, is the Gas Pump Network? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's television at your favorite gas pump. And you're going to be in charge of original programming. How cool is that? But how, how, okay, how long could a show be at a, you're talking about the shows that air uh, when you're getting your gas pumped? Yeah, yeah. On the little TV screen? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how long could a show be? Uh, so that's the gas pump network. Yes, yeah. Behind those shows. Yeah. And how long could a show on the gas pump network even be? Like two minutes tops? No, these are going to be full-length episodic shows. 30 minutes for comedy, an hour for the dramas, like two hours for documentaries. Uh-huh. But, that, okay, that's that's all well and good, but it really only takes a couple minutes to, to fill your, your gas tank. Well, that might be true, but once we launch our Sharpling original programming, it's going to be just like, you know, in the olden days when families would crowd around the radio to listen to The Shadow, or later on when they'd crowd around the TV to watch the punk episode of Quincy. Yeah. Only now they'll be crowded around the gas pump. And I'll tell you, it's a win-win for the gas industry because the show's shut off when the pumping is done. Wait, so the show shuts off? Mm-hmm. So, so people can't watch unless they continue to buy more gas? You got it, yes. And I'll tell you, people are going to be drinking gas just to keep watching these shows. They're going to be sitting in the gas station parking lot with a car in, in park with bricks on the accelerator just so they can run out of fuel and start filling up again and watching more of that great must-pump TV. Must-pump TV. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it sounds upsetting, though. No, man. Must pump TV. It's great. And I, I can't wait to hear some of your show ideas. There is one show I do have in mind that I have a feeling might be right up your alley. What? What's that? The show's called, Can This Not Be a Thing Just Once? Can this just... What is it? Can this... Not be a thing just once. Can this not be a thing just once? What is... Yes. What is, can this not be a thing just once? Well, it, Tom, it, it's kind of an updated version of the newlywed game, but it's with friends instead of spouses. Um, I, I, I'll nutshell it for you. Um, basically, three... Um, Three friends compete to see which one can take a fairly innocuous situation and blow it up into the biggest thing possible. And, and uh-huh. I, I'd love to see if you can come up with a, an idea for a possible scenario. Could you, could you maybe just, I don't know, riff one out right now? A thing of, of somebody, of a friend, something that a friend could escalate into, yes. an, a, 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 like a... Something that should not even move the needle at all. Exactly. Yes. If yes. everybody's being level-headed, right? But if you're if you're looking f- to be mad at your if you're if your true intent and agenda is to be ultimately be mad at your friends, yes. I okay. Well, what if it's something like there's a birthday party that I got invited to. Okay. And I barely even I barely know the person who's who's uh throwing the party, but I got invited to it. And let's say they're a fam- they're they're a semi-famous person or whatever. They're they're of notoriety or or it's appealing to be at their party for whatever got it. reason. Okay, that's great. But I have other friends, another friend who's in town at the same time oh no so you're obligated to, okay and he really wants to go to this party and i don't have the the i don't have the 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 the, the latitude whatever to, to invite right you're just kind of a just I'm, a guy who got invited you know i'm barely getting in at the, to this thing right. as it is and now oh. this friend wonders why i can't get them into the party they're from out of town and it's right. a thing. And they just want to go, and I'm even questioning their motives of why they want to go so badly. It almost seems they like they probably want to meet a famous person. Yes, it almost seems like I'm beside the point in this. But when I tell them they can't, that I don't have the power to invite them, then they would turn that into a thing. Is that right. the kind of? That's exa- man. I'll tell you, I love it, and I knew, I knew you, were, I knew I was making the right call with you. It's great, and, and I'll tell you, I, I'm going to order 15 episodes right now. Uh huh. Okay. How cool is that? And maybe your friend uh, uh, Jake Fugelness can run it. Um, word on the street is that things haven't been going that well in the writers' room on the fabulous Stain series he's doing for Amazon Punk. Wait. What? What? What have you heard? Well, you didn't hear it from me. All right, but uh, the show is really far behind schedule because he's firing um, writers left and right because they can't recite lines from that movie Times Square. Remember that movie? Sure. Yes. Well, I guess he, he likes to riff on that, and, and and these writers are kids; they don't know those movies. You know, it, it ain't their fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. Mike Watts said, you can't help when you were born. Yeah, you can't. I guess you can't help when you were born, and that's a that's a good. Well, he Mike Watts said it. That's why it's a. That's right. Um. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it's too bad. I, I that show. I I thought that the uh, fabulous Stain series had a fair amount of promise. 
I do too. I do too. And the Amazon Punk has, has, has got a lot of good stuff in the pipeline. The uh, Circle Jerks uh, seven part that they're doing looks really good. It's like yeah. a, a very dramatic uh, presentation and of their their whole story. I'm really looking forward to that show. Uh, enjoy that. Oh, the Descendants thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think because it's my favorite song by them. Right. And I just can't wait to see what that's going to be like in television form. Well, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be the potty fair. I think, you know. I guess so. I would yeah. hope they would, they would just uh, over rise above that. But I guess that uh, that's not going to well, show right there. Rise, rise above. above that. Yes, that would be a great. What the if there's Dana story? Or what if it was a show where it's all the Black Flag singers live in one house together? I love it, yeah. Black Flag house. Rise above. Seven Black Flag singers living in one home together. It writes itself. Trying not to drive each other crazy. But you know they do. Yeah, they can't, uh, they can't not. No. Oh, hey, I got a boogie. Um, I have a pitch meeting with uh, Julie Klausner in a couple minutes. I tell you, I love difficult people, and I'm I'm so excited to see what she has in mind for for a new show. Uh-huh. Very exciting. Sure. Well, Troy, I actually have to say Julie is going to be in the studio here in a few minutes. I don't know how you're going to do a call with her. What a pitch thing? Yeah, she's going to be there. Yeah. Wait, hang on. What's that? I just peeked out of my office and into the lobby. Yeah. Looks like my assistant Kyle. Jeez, oh, he messed up and and he booked a pitch meeting with Julie Costner. Costner. Yeah. That's not the. That's the woman who does all those like equestrian mysteries. Oh yes, God, those shows are so boring. Have you seen them? I mean, you couldn't get through one of them. Have you seen like two minutes of one? It's enough to mm-hmm. for a lifetime. Yeah. Oh my god! What's worse? Yeah. She brought a horse to the pitch meeting. A horse, a live horse. Yes. Yep. To the. Oh, yep, and great. Yep, the horse just took a squeege on my on my rug. Ah. Uh-huh. Way to go, Kyle! I'll tell you one thing. I'm putting a stop to this right now. Uh, Troy, you gotta stand up for yourself in the guest. You cannot bring a fully formed horse into an office building! That carpet is from southern Persia and it cost a damn fortune! Well, that, uh, they shouldn't bring horses into buildings like that. Oh my god. Was that the horse? Oh my god. Oh my god. Tom. What's going on? You gotta, you gotta get down here right now. Why is that? What's going on? Oh my god! The horse is rabid. It's like Cujo, but but taller and with a saddle and stirrups. Cujo in horse form. Yes. Are you okay? No. Oh well, yes. Horse Cujo, you're rabid. Troy? 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 Mike, trace that line. Mike? 
trace that line and make sure he's okay. Well, my friends, the time has come to raise the roof and have some fun. Let's throw away the work to be done, right? And let the music play on. Now, what music are we going to let play on? Well, there's a band called Cobra Man. They have an album out on Goner Records, one of my favorite labels. Goner. It's an album called The New Driveway Soundtrack. And get get a load of this, Mike. What do you think this song is called? Friends of Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap your head around that, Mike. And we're going to check it out right now. This is uh, Cobra Man with Friends of Tom. Then we'll be back with Julie Klausner. song. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the best show. What's up, guys? We are back here on a Tuesday night. It's a fun night. Just heard from Cobra Man. Nice instrumental song called Friends of Tom. On Drag City. Not Drag City. No, Goner. Drag City. Love Drag City too, but that was not on Drag. It's on Goner. Goner Records. Check it out. Can't go wrong. Cobra Man. So what's up, everybody? The phone number 201-332-3484. It is no dude Vember. We are... weeks in a couple things I want to tell you guys and I say yeah just understand this we got uh what's coming up uh where are we hey you know that there was a shirt that we sold when when it was Sharpling and Worst their 20th anniversary rock rotten rule uh extravaganza happened uh about a few weeks ago and at that, well, about a month ago at this point, what? Who knows where the time goes, right? Fairport Convention said it, and now I say it. Who knows where the time goes? So, we had a shirt, a special shirt designed by Jeff T. Owens at the show, and, and, uh, and it's a Sharpling and Worcester shirt. It's our uh, our faces. And the shirt was available only at the show, but guess what? It's going to be available for everybody. And I think maybe tomorrow it will go it will be available tomorrow at friend at, 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 at stereolaughs.com and that's L A F F S dot com. That's where you can buy all your 
Sharpling and Worcester needs can be addressed over at StereoLaughs.com. So uh, that shirt will be available over there. And uh, you can check that out, and we'll be shipping them out. Uh, they'll go out uh, probably first week of December. They'll start shipping out. And speaking of shipping out, uh, I spent all of last week sending out these Friends of Tom cards. To everybody who donated for the Best Show Patreon $10 or more at the beginning of October got a exclusive new Friends of Tom card. We haven't done one of them in years. I sent a... It, I mean, it took all week of me filling them out and signing them and putting them in envelopes. And uh, or, uh, is, it, uh, is everything okay over there? Said, uh... I'm not sure what are we... Uh, is a riverboat gambling? Shuffling your deck of, of cards. Oh, okay. Trading cards. You, you know those don't have to be shuffled. Yeah, those they are do. Trading cards. Yes, they do. Otherwise, it goes all Beach Boys, so, all under the and dome. not just under the dome. So these friends of Tom cards. If you donated, watch. Just watch your mailbox. They're they're all. I, I sent them all out. And if in the next couple weeks you don't get yours, drop me a line then. But give it a little bit of time to show up. Give it some time. See, you know, a lot of stuff getting mailed out. So, but let me know. And and, and again, thanks to everybody who donates to the best show, uh, Patreon. It's a, it's patreon.com slash the best show. And that's how you support the show. We don't do no ads no more. We don't, uh, do nothing like that there. And, uh, we, we, uh, you, you, we, we, we survive on, uh, people donating money and whatever you can give, you give and we'll, we'll give you back. And we're gonna, uh, we're gonna, uh, we got more exclusive content coming. I know I've been a little, a little, uh, lax on that here and there, but I'm telling you, we're gonna start stepping it up on that. Mike, I had an idea for a, a segment on the show. This could either be an exclusive show or you could do it on the, what do you think? It would be, what if we did a thing, AP Mike's holiday gift guide? Is that something you would do? Like you, you, you figure out like 10 gifts that you'd recommend and you can talk about them and tell people where they can buy them. Think we could do that in a couple, in a week or so? All right. We'll record that. That's going to be the next Patreon exclusive thing. AP Mike's holiday gift guide for the for the person shopping for a, a I don't know look I don't want to say a mean word degenerate is a strong word sad pervert that's a strong phrase gifts off the beaten path see that's more loaded than the other things I was saying. He thinks he got one by. What about gifts off the beaten path? I got that through. This is where he gets he gets his jollies. And again, he got the dumb massa shirt on Impractical Jokers. This guy rolls around Bayonne. He was telling me he went into the 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 Seven Eleven, and they gave him a free plain bagel. Just like, hey, you did it, Mike. You're doing us proud. Get the green seven. Get the green, green, green. Quick check on. 
Can you get that on the Carbonaro effect? The green quick check? I'll see what I can do. Well, right now. Enough of that. A lot of, a lot of tinkering going on over there. Uh, I'm tidying. You're tidying. Yeah. Julie Klausner's here. How are you? Thank you for coming. Don't 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 you first of all, you you look like literally a million bucks. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I always like to come here and see you. And I always like when you come here and see me. It's nice because you are the funniest. Thank you. Oh, it got quiet. I don't want that mu- the music. Is wow. this still the old music? It is the old I can't music. Tell the, what's the difference? The, the newer one's a little more juiced. Got a little more muscle behind it. Okay. You, you, you'll know it if you hear it. If you A-B'd it, you'd hear it. But what does that mean? You played one and then played the other, like A A-side, B-side? Yeah, like okay. you just did a comparative mm-hmm. listening to it. That's if you how compare you, them. Yes, if you compare them. I like how I'm talking in the audio <laughs> jargon. Let's A-B that and see if we can point out the differences. That's like the dumb stuff that like... Beatles. Oh, that's what they say. Just like, well, if you A, B these versions of uh, Penny Penny Lane, you'll hear uh, the the French horn solo is different at the end. Because there's a version of Penny Lane where the French horn comes in at the end and it's like, because it's like Penny Lane, like the version Mm -hmm. everybody knows goes Penny Lane. And it's like, like that feed, Mm -hmm. that feedback there. But then there's like a, a one that was like, on like a single or something, mm-hmm. and it was like Penny Lane, <laughs> and it's just like, well, the French horn comes back for that. Uh, very exciting. If you a b it, you can't miss the <laughs> French horn reprise. If you a b it, it won't help you enjoy no anything mean, more or less. Yeah, or and makes you it'll make you generally a little mad at. Yeah, doesn't that, like that stuff? Does that ever increase like the pleasure that you get from listening to music? No, it just makes you more intense and worked up about things, and then you just invariably you, somebody just ends up frustrated or like angry that no one asked them their opinion yeah. on which they prefer. Yeah, because they're like, well, you know, the, the, the mono versions of these Beatles songs. If people knew that the the White Album, the version of <laughs> Helter Skelter, is markedly different. Than it is on the thing. It's not just a mixing issue. It's are they going to put out a special like Manson version of the White Album? No, they that would passed. be. Well, I'll say this with Manson. Mm. Good riddance <gasps> to that that ninety nine year old. He got what he had come. He made it to like death of natural <laughs> yeah, causes. He died of natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> he married a twenty five year old star. Yeah, he married star. Survived by star. I'm concerned. Mm. You know what I'm concerned about? Mm. Zizo Z Zadfrak Glux. <laughs> I don't care. I could give a, a flying fig. whatever, a flying a fig, fig about Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Good riddance to bad trash is what I say with him. I'm just concerned about Zizo Z <laughs> Zadfrak Glux. Like weird creep that teaches that song to kids instead of John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Helter but, Skelter. No. Oh. But Z- with that name instead. Oh. Of, yeah. It would be just like 
Because wait, for, who was Zizo Z Zadfrak Glutz? Was one of the kids. <laughs> One of the Manson babies. Like, that was Manson. That was a great cartoon, by the way. Remember Manson babies? <laughs> and you never saw the nanny. You just saw, like, hairy calves and yeah. bare, dirty feet. Yeah, you just see the top of, uh, you just see the bottom of, uh, Spawn. Like... <laughs> Spawn was creep. like, will you keep it down? Yeah. And Squeaky was like, lay off. <laughs> <laughs> On the cartoon, she should literally just be like, <laughs> like squeak, yeah, squeak. Manson bait, yeah. Cause, look, I've read a bunch of Manson books. You've read a bunch of Manson books. <laughs> yes, there, was, there was a, there was a streak going through yep. our circle of friends where every, where you were like, when you were doing your, I made Spoonie sing, I made Spoonie sing, sing Garbage Dump. Yeah, you made Spoonie, your producer, <laughs> sing Garbage Dump. You, there was a, when you were doing How Was Your Week, uh, usually you'd have the guests in the studio, in, in your apartment, and right, you'd be sitting right. across from right, them. Right, but and, I interviewed yeah. the guy who wrote that book yeah. from Texas. Yeah, and you like laid out, you like, you literally like, were just like, whatever it costs. <laughs> To patch this guy in on the highest quality <laughs> ISDN like, line. And then, of course, it's like the most like easy go. He sounded like like Mike Nesmith. He's like, how's it going, Julie? And I'm like, let's get into yeah. this. Yeah. We and only have an hour before I go broke. Yeah, because this is costing you now, $80 a now, minute. Let's start with these you, bikers. You paid, now, Lots of Papa. Yeah. Remember Lots of Papa? I forgot about Lots of Papa. Never forget about Lots of Papa. He was a Black Panther. He yes. was a, oh, he was a right. heavy set guy. Mm-hmm. And his nickname meant that there was a lots, there was lots of, of Papa. Cause Lots of Papa is the guy that Manson just like, I killed him. And then he saw him in the hallway in the courtroom. <laughs> he punched him. He's like, what? And Lots of Papa like planted one. Yeah. And suddenly he's like, what's up, Charlie? <laughs> and Manson's like, I thought I killed Lots of Papa. Lots of Papa's like, you didn't even make, I'm, st- I'm still Lots of Papa. Like I'm not like some of Papa. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, lots of Papa. <laughs> there, there was a point where, like, we all knew a lot about yeah. the Manson murders. Yeah. And then now when something like this happens and yeah. you're speaking to, like, someone that maybe, like, five years ago wasn't reading those, you know, that book. I Every, find people are a little surprised that you know a lot about but it. But suddenly you're just like, uh, yeah, you talk about, it like, they'll, they'll be like, well, did you know there was a guy, uh, Tex? It's like, <laughs> Tex Watson. I'm, t- I'm thinking about Screwhead. <laughs> Fuck, is it Bucket? No, Thunderhead or like... What was his name Buck- again? Chowderhead or like... Yeah, there was the one guy who they just someone- had that they like made him like <laughs> sweep up and stuff. <laughs> was it like Jumblehead or something? <laughs> yeah, Charlie was like so bad at nicknames. He was like... Yeah. Was it Scramblehead? It was Scramblehead. <laughs> You're Scramblehead. You're... You're... And then somebody has a baby. It's just like, this baby's name is Zizozi's at Frack Glutz. <laughs> and they're like. They're like, okay. Because it was Sadie Mae Glutz, right? Right. And he's like, and she's like, oh, the baby. He's like, I'm going to name this baby. And, Wait, and everyone's like, oh, everybody, come around, and then, come around, come around. Charlie's, yeah. Charlie's going to name the baby. And he goes, he looks at the baby and he goes. 
Z-O-Z-Z Frank Glutz. And then it's like, wait, that's not the baby's name. Is it Charles? That's the baby's name? It's just like a little the, seizure, yeah. right? The baby is named Zizo. Yeah. Zizo Zizo and Frank Glutz. Well, there was one Manson girl whose name was Weech. It was like O-U-I-C-H. Oh, oh this guy. He sucked. Oh, he was... He was so talentless too. That's the other. That's the, oh, that's one of the so great bad things at music. in that book. Yeah, that you. I remember you. You 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 complimented the author of that book. What was that guy's name? Do you Jeff remember? Gwynn. Jeff Gwynn. He had written a book about Manson and showed how he kind of came up. And there was a thing where the guy never hesitated to just say like, "Oh, and he was talentless." Yeah, like never yeah. forget. This guy was like a. Completely talentless musician. He never who, missed an opportunity to like sort of contrast how many opportunities he did have and how close he was to actual people that could help him if only yeah. he had a modicum of talent. Yes. If, yeah, if he had a modicum of talent. He was truly at zero on the talent <laughs> meter. Like if it was that talent arm, like the, mm-hmm. like the crowd applause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he didn't do like he never also didn't do like shows he like he just wanted to like record right with like, the girl those poor girls singing back up yeah look at your game girl yeah garbage dump girl what's your game um what was the one that uh Dennis Wilson rewrote cease to exist yeah Mike yeah. you ever read any of those books. Manson fan either, yeah, Mike. We're not fans we're not of it. Fans of him. We're, yeah. we're not talking about like the Dodgers. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 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 That Mike was... saw the Helter Skelter TV series, that's, is what he's saying. Pretty. Yeah. Well, Julie. Klausner.com. Yes. That's me. Org. That's gov. me. Yep. All three. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome home. So what's new? What's, what's been going <laughs> not, on? Not a lot, Tom. <laughs> not much. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of frozen waffles. I've been, uh, like rewatching things. Uh huh. I went to see, I like saw a bunch of movies. Like what are you rewatching? I rewatched Eastbound and Down. That's great. It's, yeah perfect it's still so great yeah what's your favorite season of the four i really like season three with myrtle beach and, yeah. and jason sudeikis mm-hmm. i think it's uh it's so good and it was also kind of i remember talking about this with you mike it was like one of the first things where it just made like pills mm-hmm. like where it just it made pills the centerpiece of like, this is what is going on here. Of, like, drug action, yeah. you mean? Yeah. I don't know. That was a pretty cokey show. But but when he when his parents got looped into it, like, right. when, like, that was when it was suddenly, like, a, a pill fest. Yeah. I mean, the idea was that he would just sort of do anything that was around, and those yeah. were around as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and then now he's uh, he's doing these uh, Mountain Dew commercials. I saw they're, him in one of those. Fun. He it looks like he, uh, he looks, he looks kind of, like, trim- he no. looks trim. He's got kind of like a hipster beard. It's not like the Kenny goatee or no. the like whatever he did in Vice Principals. Like it kind of looks like 
you know, it's, yeah. he's looking good. And then he has that close-up where he's chugging the soda that's in, like, every soda commercial where but he, it's like – him. I, I know, but it's, like, it works. It's, like, oh, he seems refreshed. That soda looks clear and crisp and not like it's Mountain yeah. Dew or anything. And then you go buy a Mountain Dew because, no. and you're just, like, no. No. that's <laughs> the worst thing ever. Like, you're, like, it's, like – is like I've antifreeze. Never, never had it. I've never had Mountain Dew. Never ever. No, I may have tasted it, but I have never like, like taken us like a you know TV commercial style swig of it. Sure. Well, I've had a few Mountain Dews when I was up against it, uh, schedule wise. For, for the cat, is it more caffeine than other? Yes. I would usually go for a Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> so which it's my is nickname. A, it's a red, yeah. My Mountain, nickname your nickname is Mountain Dew Code, code red. red, yeah. Not just Code Red. Yeah. Mountain Dew Code Z-Zac. Red. Zizak. Wait, what was the kid's name? Zizo Zizad Frack. Oh, Charlie. You good riddance. I guess so. He lived. Although I will say it was funny to see people posting about it and they're like, finally, some good news. And I'm like, this yeah. isn't going to change your life, buddy. I hate, to, yeah. like, I hate to break it to you. You got to still call your senator. Yeah, Charlie ain't going to make or break you when he's 90. So, yeah, I guess we can we talk about the thing, the, the, the TV show there? What? Difficult People? Yeah. Uh, rest in Power. Yes, that it is after three seasons there were... It is. It is. Uh, it has concluded. It's. Uh, it's three, run. Three seasons is a good. Is a good run. Yes. I was. I was saying that Strangers with Candy ended after three seasons. Arrested Development was canceled after three seasons. Yes. I feel very, very good about where we left it, and very proud of it. And I think this. I think the. I think season three is our best. Don't you agree? Like, I think so. Yeah. Yes. We, we definitely went out. Um, if not in popularity terms on top, at least quality-wise on top. But the thing, and also, yes, you're 100% right. It, You actually made, I'll say this, you did it. You wrote the whole, you no, wrote I, the whole I, thing. I wrote the whole thing. Yeah, it was you. Yeah, you wrote all, you beginning to end, you wrote. 28 you, scripts. Yeah. I took first draft on 24. Now, I defy anybody. 28 scripts, uh, 28 episodes of the show. Yeah. You tell me a show that any human has... Are there... There must be British people. Aren't there Brit? Because Brits, like... But not in the time frame you did. No, 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 no. That was insane. Yeah. That was insane. And that's why, like, you know, just right now with my, like, frozen waffle eating and, like, Mm -hmm. staring into space schedule, I actually, like, I'm not, like, too antsy because I just feel like this is the first Thanksgiving where I don't have two scripts to write. Yeah. I remember you'd always just be, like... I'm trying to just get the thing together for th- over like on yeah Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. I'd have two. I'd have like two scripts. Thanksgiving, I'd have either one or two. It was like you'd start and you're already late. Yeah, no one. I'm, I'm and I'm serious about. it. I'm not just saying it because you're here. Please, someone tell me a show that someone wrote basically all the episodes of that they also starred in. It's just and and was an actual funny, mm-hmm. like a funny show. It was it was a funny show, joke. and it was, you know, yeah. prescient. We had that we had a Charlie Rose joke in season one. Yeah, it just it, it's all the Kevin Spacey stuff oh and the Charlie Rose just like that it, Kevin Spacey stuff. Like I remember, like I was like, is this going to be like legally problematic? But we got away with it, and mm-hmm. 
here we are, Brian Singer stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, but it just I know it's cold comfort now, but the show history. It's not cold well, comfort at all. Okay, no, well, no, no, no. I, I love that about it. That it'll, you know, find it. Because in a way, like, I feel like season three, I feel like if cancellation finally got season three, the press that it deserved in mm-hmm. a way, it's like finally people are, are yes. talking about it. And I feel like yeah. season three, like, needed a little bit more attention because of, I think, how good it was. Mm-hmm. So now well, I feel, you know, I, I feel good that people are like, hey, wait a minute. This was... This was great. More people will discover that, hopefully. And it never, it's only going to increase in popularity and, and, and admiration and influence as time goes on. And you did something that is a true accomplishment. Thank you. And you were a part yes. of it every step of the way. You were on every season and. I know. was a spectator. No, that's to not you true. doing You're the thing. You're a liar. Though. No, but you were doing the thing though. You were writing that thing. It's one thing to throw out jokes or whatever things. It's another thing to go sit with your computer and come back yeah. 30 pages of script and yeah. say, oh, here's this, and I'm, I am still have to do nine more of these. But you sat with me in the edit room all for season three. Yeah. We fixed those episodes. But, we whipped them into shape. And, again, it is an accomplishment. I congratulate you on I, it. I accept your congratulations I, I wish, and I congratulate you. I wish it could have got, I wish there could have been more, but. I'm kind of, is it bad, is it weird to say that like, I feel good about where it is? Like. No, it, that's exactly. I, I really do. Like, I feel like creatively I did everything I really wanted if to had, do with it. If, if it had only gone two seasons, that would have not been right. That would have been like. No question. Two seasons would have felt no premature. Question. And I wanted to end the season where you find out how Billy and Julie meet and I intentionally like ended it just in case mm-hmm. it was a series end. And you yeah. Know, like Billy's doing a million things now and Andrea's yes. on another show. It's like, who knows if we would have even, even if we had been able to do mm-hmm. a season four, like who knows if it would have been yeah. the same, you know, access to the personnel we need in order to like, Write stuff that was. It would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it would have been like you, like the way those Happy Days episodes after <laughs> Ron Howard left. Hey, it like it was just Fonzie. It was just the. It was just yeah. Fonzie. Like it, going grocery shopping. Be like Arthur says, uh, uh, love bug the the um. What do you say? Like uh, he's like uh, he, what would he say? It said like uh. Felt tip pen. I want to tell you that the, oh, yeah. the <laughs> it's the phone. It's Billy, and you'd be like, "Hello, Billy, where are you? What? Hawaii? Hawaii? Yes. What happened? That then? sounds expensive. <laughs> it's four Come minutes. Home. It's four minutes of you. Just one side of the conversation. Because yes. those it would they'd be at the diner or the the whatever that whatever that, that place on Happy or... Days was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd just be like. Hey, Richie's on the phone. And Fonz would be like, hey, Richie, what's going on? What? Oh, that's great. Cool. Yeah. Oh, he'd be like, hey, talk to you later, Richie. Meanwhile, Ron Howard's on the set of Splash. <laughs> he's, he's nowhere. Looking at Daryl Hannah's like yeah. nude hiney. Yeah, are you saying like, let me see another, let me, let's do that one more time, Daryl. Yes, that was a PG movie also too, right? Wasn't that PG? PG 13 was probably the most necessary thing. And when you think of like children Mm -hmm. in a way, they're just like, yeah, maybe there does need to be one in between G. It wasn't even nudity as much as it was like 
how they were like, you know, getting it on all the time and that she, yeah. she had come from the sea and yeah. she couldn't even speak English. Yeah. And we had to be like, aw, yeah. look at them. They can't keep their hands off each other. Yeah. And then meanwhile, if they filmed the same movie but made it like it was like a creep, like he's like a creep, you'd be like, this is the creepiest movie I ever saw in my life. You mean if it were anyone besides Tom Hanks? Yes. Right. That Perfect. movie. I saw that movie so many times. In the theater. Jack Candy's so perfect in it. Yes. You remember his entrance line in it? The first thing he says when you see him? They printed my letter! And he's waving a copy of Penthouse. (laughs) They printed my letter! letter! (laughs) He's so proud. He He brings like stacks of them for all the guys at the fruits and vegetable place. That was so great. He was the best. Oh, he was so funny. Do you think Ron Howard, like, there was a point where he's just like, do you think he like, tries on different ball caps and is just like seeing how they so he, how they lay on it like yeah so like he maybe has a room like in his house it's like the cap room just filled with like backdraft ball caps well just different kinds and like there's a, one of those mirrors that has like two side mirrors on either side so you can see all three uh-huh, angles uh-huh. and he puts one on and then he says into the mirror action yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he so he just needs to see how the cap like if he, yeah, the cap yeah. can shake all, he moves a little bit, yeah. sees if the cap falls off. Maybe he has an assistant take a gif of him in motion with Just the cap. Just saying and action with the cap, and then like replaying all the gifs. Then watch, yeah. Give me like he's on an iPad watching mm-hmm. hat footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to see which hats Goes lay through a casting best. Casting director because he likes that format to be able to swipe through. Also, seems like Backdraft had the most crew merch. Like for some reason, it seems like. You always... I think everybody wanted to, like, show off that they worked on Backdraft. Like, you see you see just, like, a lot of Backdraft jackets. Because, like, it was, it was cool to be so close to fire. Like, they probably felt like real first responders. Whereas usually TV crews have to make sure that, like, you know, everyone has enough water to drink. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> and they're going to be like, look, we're, we're doing something a little different in this one. Uh, we are fake firemen in this one. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're fake heroic in this Yeah, exactly. One. They probably like thought it was super macho. To run around and be like, we're saving the day in this thing. Meanwhile, they step outside and they're just on the lot. Yeah. Like smoking probably. Yeah. Adding to the fire. Julie Klausner's in studio <laughs> at Julie Klausner. Hey, Twitter. Me too. Well, so, thing so I, lucky. I know, I know. I'm not going to keep talking about it. But, I, I'm but just... you missed out on, on your favorite Instagram account who posted today and I sent you a link. You did. My favorite Instagram account, my uh, NBA all-star DeMarcus Cousins, not his account, his dog. <laughs> he, he has an account. This guy, DeMarcus Cousins, is like a like an, like an one of the best players in the NBA but he has this account that he runs as if it's his dog doing it. Yes. Big Boy Gotti. Yep, Big Boy. Big Boy, B-O-I, and, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's not that popular. Like, you look at it. It should be a lot more popular. Yeah. He's a, he, and, and Gotti is, like, a really cute pit bull who always looks like he's smiling. He's a yeah. little little uh, Zoftig, I'd say. i got to look at Big Boy Gotti. Is that fair to say that he's kind of a big boy? Yes. So to speak. And it's so to be these pictures. I think that's the wrong one. I don't think it's literally Big Boy Guy. I'm looking at some guy. Who are you looking I at? I gotta figure it out. We'll figure it. Hey Mike, yeah. figure the right Instagram <laughs> account on this. 
I just love Mike has no idea what. You were off Instagram? I, I'll send you the link again. I think it was the big boy Gotti, maybe. Let me see. There it is. The big it? boy Gotti. Big boy is B-O-I. And it's pictures of his dog. And it'll just be like written. It's like quick little visit to the vet. As if the dog's saying that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, this is like him because he got, he got traded from Sacramento to New Orleans. And then there's a picture of the dog. Last day at my castle. <clears throat> I put in a lot of work here. Chased a lot of tennis balls. <laughs> swam a lot of laps. Taken a lot of naps. Barked a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> barked at a whole lot of doorbells. Sometimes it feels like I built the place. I'm going to miss the weather. I won't miss the rattlesnakes and coyotes. I look forward to meeting the new landscapers and the mailman to let them know there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Gotti out. I love, I love this account. Yeah. I think he's such a, I think he's such a funny writer. And he has 809, this is, a, this is an it's NBA all star, 895 followers for this dog's account, which should have, I mean, it really should be like, yeah, like it should be like 600,000. He puts his dog's paws in sneakers. Yeah. He puts sunglasses on the dog. It's the it's the best. His dog's wearing a little hoodie here. Head he's to got butt. sunglasses yeah. on. This, and this dog, like, seems like a very happy dog. Yeah. Dog's like, had to bust out the raincoat today. <laughs> <laughs> like, they are so funny. Dog wearing a head, headband. Wearing a headband saying "Vote Boogie" on it because Boog- <laughs> Demarcus Cousins' nickname is Boogie, so it's Boogie Cousins, and the headband says "Vote Boogie." It does make sense that a dog would be like your number one fan. Yeah, yeah, this dog would be cheering on uh, Demarcus Cousins, but he's just suddenly like, "Yeah, we're Demarcus Cousins." Like, "Yeah, we're moving to uh, New Orleans now." Dog's like, "All right, let's do this." Have you ever met? Have you ever met a like? A person you didn't particularly like, but you love their dog. Have I ever met a person? I, huh. See, I think I would spot them enough because of their dog to make me not dislike them. Interesting. I think the dog would. The dog definitely endears you to the person. Yes. It elevates the person. Right. To some degree to where I wouldn't be just like, I can't. That person is horrible. Yeah. I kind of like got to know a person a little better and realized I didn't like them, mm-hmm. but I had a, like a relationship with their dog. I would like walk their mm-hmm. dog. And, um, and one day it occurred to me, like the dog and I would strongly disagree. Like I would never bring up that I didn't like his owner. Cause the dog would be like, are you out of your mind? That guy's the best. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> like the and dog just... would like turn against me. Like it would just be something that. Cause yeah, the dog's know, just like, like you know, yeah. What? You don't like? He's the greatest. Are you insane? You don't know he's the best person (laughs) on the planet? Yeah. Well, you're great. You're okay. Actually, now I don't know. Yeah. No, the dog dog never gives up on you. He's like, look, you're one of the best also. But he's the best. Right. It's like one of those friends that doesn't understand why their two friends don't get along. They're like, wait, hold on a second. What's wrong with her? She's amazing. You know what this sounds like to me? Mm. An episode of my new show that I'm going to do that you star in. Uh. It's going to be called, I'm going to play the music for it. 
And we can even, uh, maybe we can improv a scene from Ooh. my new show. Please don't have a commercial pop up here. <laughs> it's called Curb Your Injuliasm. <laughs> Okay, now you're saying the thing about the, like, uh, let's think. think Could we do the thing, like, that that he started this season on where it opens at a, like, a a close-up of, (laughs) close-up of, not me. We'll just find, like, someone else, like Larry David's age and build and just open on a close-up of his, like, nipple with, like, soap lather on it for some reason. I could throw, you... That was the first goes, shot of the season. Yeah, and yeah. may I add, for something that never paid off, like he couldn't yeah. get a conditioner thing yeah. open and no. it never, ever connected to anything yeah. else. First of all, these episodes are 48 minutes long each. <laughs> sorry, I just, like, right. sorry I just blew out the microphone. Like, <laughs> just turn the mic spit, toward you now. Spit laughing it. But it's okay. like, yeah. each, like, they're like, they're so long, these they're, episodes. They're long, yeah. And, I did like this week's. Was did that the one with week's? the with the? Uh, yeah, I thought there was funny stuff. Where he was trying world. to get that kid into boarding school. Yeah, I thought that. I was, thought that it was. was a, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, that was actually felt like it was kind of like, oh, this could have been in any other yeah. season. Exactly, exactly. Not like the one where he's like a hooker, a hooker, talking about a hook. Oh, that was like, weird. It was just because it was like it was like a. I like I said on the show, it was like, yeah. it, was like it seems like it takes place in like a dirty like a joke magic book. Land or, oh yeah, yeah. Where it's just yeah, like exactly. everything's like hookers mm. are going in the hallway of the hotel. It's yeah. a hooker, and it's like everything seems just like a setup of a dirty joke. Right. So on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. On Klaus Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Klausner Enthusiasm. What about that? It sounds like it's two people, and Klaus, one of them, and one of them okay. is having an orgasm. Okay. <laughs> Opening scene. Mm-hmm. It's Julie. An old man takes a shower. There's an old man taking a shower. Doesn't connect to anything. He's taking a shower, and then you come and you go, "What are you doing in my shower?" Right. So then, it's like, it starts off like, and then you throw this guy out of the your house. Uh huh. Get out of here! Yeah. I'd say. And it tur- he, what if it turns out he's like your, like he works in your mansion? Cause you uh-huh. have a huge mansion. Right. I'm very rich. Yeah. <laughs> just enormously rich. Uh huh. And he he's, just- he's like, he's like my handyman or he's like, yes, he's the hand. He's like, I, sp- I had to, I got sawdust all over me. I had to take a shower. I'm like get out of here. Or what if I'm just like, okay, fine. But like, you know, in return, you know, don't like, like uh you do gotta, something for me or fix, this like, is the last time or yeah you gotta fix three things for free now right like some trade-off right okay well this is one i did this. like so <laughs> so then the next scene julie meets with her manager yeah uh-huh. and her manager is her manager crazy or just like no it's literally just jeff like, garland oh okay, everybody so he from agree, the show he just agrees yeah he just agrees like, with everything julie right? i it's- thought you could go i want you to do the the big play. Can he also cheat on his wife? Yes. And so, and with with no regard as to whether it makes that character likable or unlikable. Yeah. The idea that now you see him on the show, you're just like, really? Are I gotta hang out with this creep now? Or just like the audience will think that's fine that yeah. he cheats on this other like main character that people yeah. like and are attached what a to. Weird show. What a weird. Like to have a thing. 
where he does a thing where he's for like five minutes. He's like, you mean I can't get into first class at all on this plane? Oh yeah, that drove you crazy. I remember you saying that he had like a, that it seemed like he was having an actual nervous breakdown flying coach. Where it's just like, I think he was even in like business class. It was like, it was in like, and it's like, look, everybody's funny on it. June Diane was funny on it. Sean Clement's funny. Everybody's funny on it. But it's this, not they, enough Sean Clements for my yeah, taste. But they got this, uh, they got this, uh, this, like everything is like in the most opulent, it's like, like the show takes place in like palaces now. Right. So now Julie is talking to her manager. I want you to have lunch with Richard Lewis. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll have an HD camera by the time we get to that scene. And yeah. Richard like, Lewis, Marty Funkhauser. Oh. Julie! <laughs> What's your problem? Why did you do the thing? Oh, that show. I can't. It's the only show. I can't like, not watch it, yeah, though. I can't watch not it. watch it. I watch it, it every, I watch it every Sunday. Yeah. It's, it's, when it's good, it's great. Yeah. But it ain't so good. <laughs> I didn't say that. You know what I saw? That, did you see the Jim Carrey movie? I did. I did. I did. I enjoy Look, I, this is what I'll say. I enjoy I enjoyed that movie a lot. It was really interesting. This is what I think. Tony Clifton is pretty great. When he's in like yeah. Tony Clifton mode, yeah. like I have to tell mm-hmm. you, I, I did enjoy watching Tony Clifton. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like hang out in a trailer and. Yeah, because he's and when he's got that slump yeah. to him, like yeah. he slumps his, he's like drops his neck down and he pouts and, and puts yeah. his chin out. Like I, I really do. I, I do like that a lot. Yeah. It's because basically there's a there's a movie out now. It's on Netflix and it's about it's a documentary about Jim Carrey and the making of that Andy Kaufman movie where he played Andy Kaufman and he was like he was um he was in character the whole time. Yeah, he went in character the whole time. But they to made, the delight of Milos Forman, yes. who was just like yeah. he was like really he's just like yeah. So so they. They, but this documentary, because they were rolling film on him the whole time off cam- off set, like behind the scenes. So they were documenting this whole thing where Jim Carrey's going around dressed like Andy Andy Kaufman and is just like being a nuisance for everybody because he's in character. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, it seems like the most exhausting. Oh, it was exhausting imagine? just watching it for like an hour and a half. I like when he goes, he's like. I think the problem is a lot of people are going to miss Andy. They've really gotten to – the crew's really gotten to fall in love with him. Oh, yeah. And you watch the movie, you see more crew members just sitting, staring at their shoes while he's in the middle of, like, yelling at Jerry Law, Jerry Lawler. You understand this, Jerry Lawler? You're just- First of all, I don't even think he's doing a very good Andy Kaufman impression. No. I think it's it's a pretty weak – like when you look back at it, yeah. even that's not very good. But this, you know, what this movie was about to me. The whole thing was about super successful, yep, comfortable, yep, people trying to be like dangerous for, or like getting to be like, oh, we're, I'm going to be Andy Kaufman and mm-hmm. be da- the way he was dangerous. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you're not. You're on a movie set, right? It's the most protect. It's the most protected. It not yeah. It, it was exactly. It wasn't even on location. It was yeah. literally like on. Uh, a lot. Yeah, and they're just like he's going around making making. Like, first of all, I think he doesn't even understand the the appeal of Andy Kaufman. Where you don't he's think? just like, where he's just like, 
It's not jackass. It's not like he was jackass. Right. Like, he was a, he was like a, a really brilliant mm-hmm. guy who. He didn't have that, like, soulful intellect that, that Andy Kaufman had. Yeah, but, but Andy Kaufman was a guy who would do, he would go on any bad, he would, he was on taxi for six years, showed up on time for six, like, he was not this, like, yeah. madman. Right. He was like a working. Right. Performer in Los Angeles. He's a professional. He'd go on any television show that would have him to do his thing. And that's fine. I'm mm-hmm. not, but it was like a thing where it was like, but he had this whole thing that he brought to that. But Jim Carrey's like in this bubble mm-hmm. of safety where, but he's suddenly like, I'm getting to be like Andy was. Mm-hmm. And Andy's, it's like. He also and, narrates it from like present time. Like, I mean, he was always insane, but now yeah. he's super insane and he's got this beard and. He was talking yeah. about his hide, like Jekyll and Hyde, and he's like, "Well, you know, you find your hide," and I'm like, "I can't." Yeah. I, I mean, find your hide. I, I can't listen to an actor talk oh. about acting for more than like yes. thirty second spurts. And again, Andy took over. And could you imagine if you were on d- d- difficult people where money's tight, and suddenly you're just like, "Oh yeah, Ju- Ju- Julie Kessler took over." I didn't do that, Julie. Ke- people be like. Hey, can we have a conversation over here? Like, <laughs> like, 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 it would just be like, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. The second time you would do it, it'd be yeah. just like, all right, someone from Hulu would show up and there'd be like a conversation about just like, hey, how do you know we that's, don't have time. How do you know that's not why we got canceled? Yeah, that you were just like, oh, Julie Klausner didn't do that, but Julie Kessler yeah. did that. And I'm picking a, like an actual fight with Jerry Lawler in yeah. between scenes. Yeah. And, the other thing, Jerry Lawler, this this wrestler who actually has been like up down in life, mm-hmm. and was also there for the original. Ver- was actually a co-conspirator yep. with the original version. Of this. Yeah, he shows up on set to play himself for this movie, mm-hmm. and he's got the guy from the ma- from Mask now is going like, is dressed like the dead guy he used to do the thing, but now this guy's teaching him about right. The, the dynamic between Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. He's like, hey, I'm actually Jerry Lawler. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I did slap him on Letterman 15 years ago. Yeah. That was actually, you weren't there. I was. And Jim was like, slap me as hard as you can. He's just like, you understand this, Mr. Lawler. You're doing, like, Jerry You're Lawler. doing like a Crispin Glover impression. Like, hey, you. Hey, you. Get your, get damn, your damn hands off. But he's like. Jerry Lawler's just like looking at this guy just like, uh-huh. uh-huh he seemed uh-huh. to have a lot of patience. <laughs> yes. I think everyone, even like mm. Courtney Love seemed like she was completely like, she just seemed like both feet on the ground. Everyone was just doing their best. I would so much. Paul have, Giamatti kept like looking at yeah. the camera being like, what did I get myself into? Did I you enjoy the footage from the Playboy Mansion with John Lovitz? Oh, yeah, when John Lovitz is watching Tony Ooh. Clifton, watching Bob Zamuda. That's, what, that's, what, that's really what I need is to see John Lovitz in a silk robe at like the Playboy yeah. Mansion circa 19, whatever the movie was. Can you imagine that mansion? Sick. Now. When they had Legionnaire's disease, I couldn't have been, <laughs> couldn't, that, couldn't have laughed Imagine more. that grotto now yeah. shut. I'm assuming it's all shut down because mm-hmm. Hef ain't with us no more. It should be like one of those Catskills resorts. Yeah. We're like, it's like a family of squirrels living in the fireplace. In the grotto. <laughs> Raccoons. Weird three-headed squirrels. Yeah. Come out of the grotto. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were going to no, say no, no. something. Oh, no. Before I started talking about John Lovett. It was, um, oh, and then 
Like Jerry Lawler is just like you said, he has a ton of patience yes. going along with his. He's like, a good sport, but he's also like, yeah, like he's like clearly like has just, you know a couple of nerves left. Yeah, and he's like kind of like, well, I guess this is what I signed up for. Yep. Is that a famous person sure likes to tell you <laughs> what a what a character was all about, even if I'm actually the physical <laughs> person, and then at this point. Milos Foreman is like finally giving himself over to the process of this. He's like, no, Andy, don't get into a fight with Jerry. We need to make the movie. We need to make the movie. It's like and, when and your mom wants you to take a nap and you're like, call me Batman. And he's, she's like, yeah. Yeah. okay, Batman, you need yeah. to take a nap. Yeah. And Jerry Lawler's looking at Jim Carrey dressed like Andy Kaufman. Milos Forman now playing to this dopey actor, like like indulging every one of his actorly whims. Yes. No, Andy. Calling him Andy. <laughs> He's calling Jim Carrey Andy. Please, Andy, we need to make the movie. Don't get into a fight with him now. We need to. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, I, I drive uh, probably like I've been on a school bus, like wrestling the southern circuit, yeah. just like <laughs> crammed into like like <laughs> flying around and driving in the back of cars and just trying to like, it's like, I've been on the grind with this thing for 30, you know, 35 years of wrestling on the southern wrestling circuit. And now I guess this is Hollywood. It's and like having to reenact a moment with like. And Letterman's in that movie too, right? Yes, he he played himself, but he didn't. Um, he decided to leave his his glass, his current day glasses on. Yes, he did not. Uh, he did not have his Ben he did Franklin. Not commit on. to the <laughs> yes. right. He was not. He he stuck. To, he 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 let Letterman. He was the opposite of Jim Carrey. He was not yeah. in character for the and, whole time. And what is the fascinating? Yeah, he was not in he. The whole movie with the idea of this, these people are going to play themselves, and it's like that's not weird. To anybody. Yeah, they're a little Judd older Hirsch. now. That Judd was Hirsch. so funny. Yeah, in the trailer, Mary Lou Henner, Carol Kane, Judd Hirsch with like Grecian formula. Yeah, he's just like he. I mean, he looked legitimately irked by the whole. But they also wasn't Danny DeVito not playing Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito was playing George Shapiro, okay. one of the managers. What the what the heck? Yeah, that's a little bit of a yeah. Was Jeff Conaway in the movie? Not that I remember. Not that I recall. Tony Danza was he in? Not it? that I recall. Hey, it's uh, <laughs> old, uh, hey Andy Cobb. I remember him. That was from uh, Taxi. We did Taxi together, <laughs> right? Oh, Latka. Yeah, he was great. He was, oh, he's so funny. Hey, he's a funny guy. He did Latka on the show. A great guy. Here's another great guy on the show, uh, the, the, the Judd Hirsch. Another great guy. He was Alex. Rieger. <laughs> Rieger. Remember? But there wasn't anyone booth. who played, no, I don't really remember. Who played Danny DeVito That's in the That's my question. Yeah. And, and in addition, was there ever like a winking moment where Danny DeVito's like, wow, what a great show. Yeah. I certainly wish yeah. I could see more of the- Louie. <laughs> Of Louie. Yeah. And then he looks directly into the camera. You know, yeah. You know what would be great is, uh, hey, Andy, as your manager, 
I recommend you try to ask the writers if they'll write some scenes for you to do with Louie. And then he looks at the camera. In the booth, yeah. And then looks, yeah. <laughs> looks right at the camera. People are like, Danny DeVito, you've directed like 10 movies. You know not to look. <laughs> you've, you've acted for 40 years and you've directed movies. Why are you looking right into the camera? And like picking his teeth with a toothpick. Like he's getting ready. Yeah. He, uh, and I have, I have a little bit of that Danny DeVito thing where it's like, um, uh, look. I like Danny DeVito. Just not much. There's not much, not much to look at. Story of my life, but it'll be fine when I'm older. Be like, hey, he doesn't look so bad. What are you talking about? Because it's like a wreck. Because if you're a wreck your whole life, right? You age into a thing. It's like you don't fall too far. If you if you're down at the bottom and you just age naturally off that, but then you look at like Robert Redford, who suddenly people look at him like, right. oh, he looks terrible. <laughs> people don't see that about like, Robert yeah, Redford. You think he looks like a catcher's mitt, <laughs> like his face. I think people say that to make themselves feel better, but then there's people who like are like, oh my god, you know. Like, Sophia Loren looks amazing, or Jane Fonda looks amazing. He's like, yeah, you know what her secret is? Being Jane Fonda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she didn't not become Jane Fonda at any point. That was a really good beauty tip, was yes. to, like, be Jane yes. Fonda. Yes. like And just keep being Jane yeah, Fonda. Yeah, it's like, well, is she still Jane Fonda? Okay, then I think she'll be fine. Yeah. But they, but you know what I mean? People, like, like, people are like, oh, Val Kilmer's so ugly <laughs> oh, now. Kilmer. But it's like, Can't yeah. A little weight. But when you're in the bottom, you don't have to worry. You just you can maintain. yes, you can age into your like peak castability as a character actor as yeah, well. Which is my announcement tonight. My acting career <laughs> is about to begin. I am going to act. I'm going to put myself out for any acting role. No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I went yeah. out for the Iceman cometh. Also, I remember last week Kevin Carrigan yes. talked about it. Yeah, I could not have felt like more of an imposter. So dumb. Act, like auditioning for stage. I've been forwarding you that like yeah, it's a I've couple been forwarding of you because every time I get like an audition for something, I <laughs> forward it to Tom with the subject yeah. header. Don't worry about me. <laughs> yes, the offers There's, are rolling in. Not gonna name one of them. I'm not gonna be specific about. One of them was just like, oh, I think you may need to talk to your manager and agent <laughs> about certain. They don't have to send you all of them. Like, they don't have to, like, ever, like, there are ones that I think they can speak on your behalf for and just be like, yeah, she's not doing this. But I imagine, like, in, when their client's career comes to, like, you know, kind of like a transitional point, I wonder if they're afraid, like, she's more likely to fire her if she doesn't think that I'm, like, working for yeah. her. So I'll just forward her everything. everything. So yeah, I've yeah. been getting these notices. Just all of them. You can just get, yeah. Yeah, where it's like this, I won't say her name, but this, yeah. like, random, like, 80s teen actress. Yeah. It's like, she wants to do a Curb Your Enthusiasm-style show, and I'm like, oh, oh goody, first of all. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be a great set to be on where you're just, oh. like... You're just like sitting behind the monitor and you're just like, none of this is funny. <laughs> what are we going to do? And then she's now like giving you notes on top of it. Just like, she's like, you know what? Like, I think this could be funnier if we do this. And you're just mm -hmm. like, uh-huh, mm -hmm. sure. Uh -huh. Yeah, let's try that. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, you're just thinking, how much am I getting paid again? Like, this is... Uh, like, yeah. Oh, no, that, that one was a rough one. That one. Cause it was oh. just like, you'd be paired. 
with this 80s actor mm-hmm. who would have been like yeah been in charge of like wrangling her like a llama or something yes and be telling you well let me tell you what's funny julie mm-hmm. yeah yeah i just need to just let me tell well, you I'll what be, i'll be fine i'll the, tell you what works are... <laughs> oh look I'll be we're all gonna be fine i'll, be fine. <laughs> I'll say this 2017, we're burning it off yeah, now. It, honestly, as soon as I learned about this, I'm like, well, time to sit tight till the end of the year because yeah. Ride between it out. now and January, nothing good is going to happen. Oh, no. Just get to the next next year. Get through it. See a bunch of movies. Yeah. Go see um, three billboards outside yeah. of Missouri at 1.15 in the afternoon. Yes. One for... One for three billboards? One for three billboards, please. I'm like, <laughs> what if I called it four billboards by accident? Yeah. <laughs> the fourth. The sequel. Yeah. I went to, to I said recently, another oh, no. four-word phrase. What you say? It's a pretty, a pretty rough one. Tell me. One for King Crimson, please. <laughs> I love that. I went to... That's the best. I went out to Long Island. It's like a mating call. Yeah. Yeah, mating call. Was it? it was, yeah. Oh wait, what's that called? Oh no, it's the opposite of a mating. Yeah, call. A, the a warning <laughs> s- a siren, <laughs> like an alarm system. Yes, like it the, was. It's the Sloman Shield. It was the slow. It's the Sloman Shield <laughs> of romance of things. Is one for King Crimson, please. It was out on Long Island. Amazing. It was a Hempstead. What I think I was. Was it like a lot of dads or? Um. What was this? Yeah, not, not a lot. Not a lot of ladies. There were more ladies than you'd think. That's cool. Yes, okay. it actually. There's more queen crimson representing. Because I'm going to say this, Julie. I'm listening. And this is something. I'm saying this to everybody. Yep. And I'm not joking about this. It's 2017. The sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> I'm telling you. By doing it, you mean going to see King going Crimson to King and Hempstead? Going to Prague shows. I love. I know you do. You're a huge Jethro Tull fan. It's your yeah. favorite. I, they're not my favorite, but I love them. I like Thick as a Brick. He's like Popeye sometimes. I love Popeye. He sing like Popeye, he look like Brutus. Yeah, he does. Oh my god, you just summed up Ian. that Ian Anderson yeah. sings like Popeye, looks, looks like Brutus. That is one one ticket, please. For yes. One for Tull. So for I went Burr. but I went yeah. and I got a, I got a single seat. I'm like third row. Oh my show. god, that's yeah. amazing. And I get there early. Of course. And I sit in the seat. Theater's empty now at this point. I sit in the seat. <clears throat> Then a guy comes walking in. He's sitting next to me. And I'm telling you, the theater is at the, it's a, it's an hour before the show starts. The seats are as empty as empty can be. This he is, sits right This is your curb. His seat is right next to me. This is your curb, your enthusiasm. Curb your prog enthusiasm. Prog your enthusiasm. He sits right next to me. And I'm just kind of like, you can't move over until other people show up. Like until like, the rest of the yeah, when the rest of the crowd shows up, if we're these are our seats are next to each other, by all means, <sighs> then we are sitting next to each other. This guy sits next to me and he's just staring at his shoes. I'm just like, this is a, this is a rough dude. 
and uh yeah he was just staring at he was just staring at his shoes and would stare at the stage and nothing's going on yet then the show starts and this guy he's perfectly fine he can't see he can't he there's a point he can't see like Robert Fripp is the guitarist and stuff, but he's behind, sitting on a platform behind one of the drum sets, like on a riser, and you kind of couldn't see a clear shot of him from where we were sitting. And this guy's like craning his neck to the left to look. So then they take an intermission. This guy's sitting there, and I'm just like, I so saw. I'm just like, I'm gonna just say something. I said, so enjoying the show, and he's like, yeah, I never saw them before, and blah blah blah, and he's. He's like, yeah, I'm from Long I live out here in Long Island. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from New Jersey. He goes, I effing hate New oh, Jersey. Oh, no! And he, he goes, did not. And then, but, he, but then he goes, oh, because it's hard to maneuver around. It's like, no, that's not how you meant it. That's okay. It's all right. I get it. So then we, uh, the, now they're getting ready for the second half. I noticed these two seats to the left of me are empty. So I'm like, I'm going to slide over, let this guy be able to slide over too and see he can look past the drum set. So I slide over into the two empty seats. The guy behind me goes, hey, those are my seats. <gasps> and I'm like. He paid for them to be empty? I'm like, what do you mean these are your seats? He goes, these are the seats I have tickets for. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, you can sit in them. I'll slide back over. He's like, no, we're sitting in these empty seats back here. I want these seats empty so I can have for the view. What? It's like, you don't have a claim to. Now you're taking claim of multiple seats. So he didn't buy four seats. No, he bought two. Him and his buddy bought two seats, but then they They don't want to sit in the ones that they bought. They wanted to sit in the ones behind the ones they bought. But still lay claim to the ones that they bought. And decide to keep them empty? So so then the guy, the, the, the Long Island guy says to me. So I'm like, all right, okay, I'll move over. And Long Island guy goes, uh. Hey, I'm going to move into the down on the end right there with these seats. And then I, I said, well, the thing is, these guys said that they're there. And this guy turns and he goes, he goes, well, F them. <gasps> and he just goes and sits right in the seat. And I was like, well, this is the most Long Island thing I've ever seen. This guy did not care. Wow. He sat right in the seat. And these guys like picked up on the aura coming really? off of this guy to not go like, I noticed they didn't go, hey, you're in the, you know, yeah. We got to get that aura. This guy was like, he just went, well, F him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he was at this thing ready to, like, fight if someone was going to tell him he couldn't sit in that seat. Was it fair to say he was the coolest guy at the King Crimson concert? At that point, yes. He was like, (laughs) progsy. A prog Fonzie. He was like, hey, Merson Lake. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's take a couple calls. Best show. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? You're here with me and Julie Klausner. Hi. Oh, awesome. Um, Julie, I read your book, by the way, um, the, the band one. Thank you. Funny. It was Thank good. You so much. Uh, yeah, it actually, uh, reminded me, I, I was dating this guy and we, um, we, he was living in his practice space, so we would like, 
hook up in his practice space, but his um, I wasn't allowed, like his band members didn't know he was living there because it was like illegal for him to be living there. And so we had to like hide our tracks all the time. Hide your and, tracks uh, like you were like like in the like, snow like, and like someone a, was following you? Yeah, yeah. we'd have to like, um, like he had blankets that he had like a hiding place for and he would like put stuff by the door so that no one in the studio space would like see that there are people there at night. And uh, I feel kind of bad saying this, but for a second I was like, I was like, oh, like I kind of like thought of Anne Frank a little bit because we were like hiding, you know. But also, mm-hmm. I know, but I don't. I, no, I would really say you were right that. to feel bad about that. That might be a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of a leap. I would yeah. say um, a little bit of a bridge but, there. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. We're in the uh, practice space. A little nervous here. That's all right. Um, but yeah, okay. um, I just want, don't worry. I just want to say. Um, what, is, what, is your, my, what, what is your name? I'm so, I missed your oh, name. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My name is Sherry Barkley. Okay, Sherry. We'll just say Sherry. That's fine. Yeah. And um, I saw Rock Rotten World twice, kind you, of by accident. You went to both of the shows. Yeah, so so I got a ticket last minute for the first show. Okay. Um, but I got a ticket that day, and I was thrift shopping, so I had um, a change of clothes of a radio that I had bought for my studio, not this guy's studio, my own studio, and I had a, a taxidermy squirrel. And I went to the show um, by myself, and I had all this shit with me. Everyone thought I was crazy. And then as I was about to to leave, I ran into um, a buddy of mine, Judy Rosen, and then we started talking. And oh, yeah, like, well, yes, that's right, and I signed Yeah, the... he was like, why don't you just see the next show with us? And I was like, well, but I don't have a ticket. So what I did was I changed into one of the spare sets of clothes I had, from my shopping trip, mm-hmm. and, I, and I snuck into the to the next. Hold show. on, oh wait. No. Well, this is a this, this I would like. It's a confession. I'm gonna say <laughs> you probably yeah, could, if if it was a, if you were you didn't have to change clothes to sneak in. But Nobody was like, know. "Hey, weren't you wearing that?" <laughs> Nobody was gonna remember. I uh, might have remembered you were the. Hey, you were wearing that green shirt. You're the one with the well, the squirrels, the stuffed squirrel, but the one well, I, the, I you wear his green squirrel. shirt. Well, that I was a me. I wear your red shirt, but I'm, and holding a taxidermy yeah, squirrel. I'm still holding. <laughs> no, I, that I, was someone I else. Stashed, I stashed the squirrel and the radio, and I had been wearing like a normal outfit, like a shirt and pants, but then I changed into this like crazy vintage dress and put more lipstick on because mm. I really wanted to like you know go with the whole disguise thing. If I was really gonna sneak mm. into. I think you're, you're hanging out with Judy Rosen too much. This sounds like the influence <laughs> of Judy yeah. Rosen. I, I actually, I hadn't seen her in a long time, and there's a lot of people there that I ended up running into, and it was like, it was like a reunion, and it was also great because I, I saw people from um, my studio there that I didn't know were Best Show fans, and now um, the squirrel is firmly in um, my studio. Um, where and I'm um, it's like you've christened into the studio. So thank you so much for that. Well, it's my, it's my pleasure. I'm glad you uh, yeah. had a good time enough. To Manolo see the show um, has the show there too. By the way, I Who? didn't know that you'd be on his show, but it's all like yeah, it's all synergy or whatever. It all lines up sometimes. Yeah. Um, so thank and, you so much. And yeah, you can check it out. You can check out Manolo's show and everybody else at uh, kpiss.fm. 
uh, if you're ever interested. Yes. Jay Penry also does a show. No, he doesn't anymore. What? He went solo. Yeah, because um, we had uh, I, my auxiliary cord broke, and I'm, I'm like the manager, and I and I meant to replace it before his show, um, but then I didn't have. To, I actually bought the new auxiliary cord that day, but I forgot to install it, and um, we had like a couple of buffering issues with the stream, which I totally fixed. But um, he just like he was like. Frustrated and right, well, that's look. That's your business. It's between you and him. I'm not going to drag. <laughs> but the archives things. are up, and he's he's the yeah, best. Like he's, he's the, the best. best. So all right. Well, Thanks, look. Guys. You have a great night. You night. Do. Best show. Hi. Oh, hey Tom. This is Gloria from Los Angeles. Gloria from yes. Los Angeles. What's going on, Gloria? You're here with me and Julie Klausner. Hi, Gloria. Hey, um, so I'm calling with a complaint, actually. Um, so in October, what you did, did Cattober. I do? What did I do wrong? Uh, yeah, so the Cattober episode, you tweeted, you said Little Bub is going to be on the episode. It still says on the website that Little Bub is on the episode, but really it was just Little Bub's dude, Mike. Yeah, but... Uh, little Bub doesn't make any noise. Yeah, you realize Little Bub's a cat, right? Yeah, but Little Bub is, Little Bub's a, a special cat. She's like, you know, an entity, a celebrity. That's like the tweet saying, tonight saying that Julie Klausner's on the show, but that's like if her agent was on the show or something instead of her. You know what? I don't know what to say. What do you want? What do you want me to do? You want me to give you your money back? Um, no. I mostly just wanted to let you know that it was like the metadata is inaccurate, but I would, I think it's probably Dudio's fault. Yeah, that sounds about right. He did tell me, I do remember saying, guys, Lil Bub was not on the show. Lil Bub's uh, uh, manager was on the show. And Dudio's like, Dudio's like, hey man, if we want the downloads, we got to say Lil Bub was on this thing. And I said, hey Dudio, that's a little dishonest. He and Dudio said, he, this is what he said. And again, he said that everybody listening to the show is a rube. And they don't even know what's what, who cares, what they think. And I was very hmm. upset by that. But he insisted. And uh, this is where we end up when some, when, when uh, a bad, I don't want to say he's a bad person. When a misguided person <laughs> is, when a misguided person's motives are, are, are just so off, 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 target and skewed by demented motivations this is where we end up and Gloria I would like to apologize from the bottom of my heart that little bub did not talk to me on the show that night and I only talked to little bub's uh, manager yeah well uh, Dudio I see you that's it's not cool to use Little Bub's name in vain, and especially like just for clicks. Are you kidding me? You're better yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, but thank you, thank you for the understanding because um, Bub is like you know she's very well respected in many circles, and it's just a little disrespectful, pretty thank disrespectful. You. One thing that uh, one thing that uh, you might not know about Dudio is he. You remember that whole Hulk Hogan thing? Gawker, mm. 
Mm-hmm. Dudio yeah. wrote those articles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's oh, you're right. It is fake news. Yeah, Dudio wrote those oh. articles, and he has uh, he currently owes. He is not yet. He is yet to pay Hulk Hulk Hogan the money he owes him. Okay. Well, now he's not only is he mis mislabeling mislabeling your episodes, he's contributing to the downfall of journalism, which yes. is really concerning. Well, Dudio, he did ask me if he could borrow thirty nine million dollars <laughs> and make the check out to uh, Terry Bollea, <laughs> which is Hulk Hogan's uh, legal legal name. Surprised he wouldn't well, run you into should, a You should do that, though, except right? write it out to Little Bub's yeah. Big Fund. Doesn't that sound like something you'd put on a hero? A Terry, like, yeah. yeah. Um, can I just get... Um, like a Jersey Mike? Yeah, like oil and vinegar, shredded lettuce, and Terry Bollea. So you want the... Uh, <laughs> like? No, not toasted. Yeah. Welcome to, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Jersey Mike's. What do you want? Uh, um, can I just get like a um, like an eight inch on white? Okay, what do you want on that? Um, all the vegetables, no hot peppers or olives. Okay. Italian seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, lettuce and tomato. Uh-huh. And, um, can I have double meat? Sure. How about, do you want me to put some Terry Belay on that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes out of the back room. What's what's wrong here? What's going on? Did somebody say oh, his acting? Oh. The greatest movie is that movie No Holds Barred. It's not the one where he's dressed up like a ballerina. No, that was uh, I don't know which one that was, but there was this one where he was a wrestler, and his name Rip Randall was his character's name, and he, it was him and Joan Severance, <laughs> and he's so his acting is so bad in it uh-huh. that they would often. Show J- Joan Severance, yeah, listening to him like mm-hmm. they they couldn't they couldn't oh they just like did her reaction shots yeah. instead of his like you'd actually he- like talking yeah, you'd hear his voice going and she's just like uh huh like on screen it's mm-hmm. her just going mm-hmm. her reactions are mm-hmm. are like more uh-huh. like they tell a story more than him actually like yeah because because they cause just, like, seeing him do it would be would be skin crawling and he says. They're in a restaurant, and, yeah. and he's uh, it's a fancy restaurant. And the waiter's like, uh, sees Hulk Hogan, and he's like, assumes he's just a mm-hmm. trash. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, would you uh, like to order uh, the hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like. And then he goes, uh, then he shows everybody, hey, this yeah. guy's got some class. And he goes. She goes, I'm hungry, and he and he, Joan Severance is like, I'm hungry, and then Hulk Hogan goes, uh, "We, oui, je femme." Uh, no. Yeah. In the flattest delivery, he shows he shows. It's like, hey, this guy can speak French. You better you better watch out with this. Uh, don't ins- assume he's just here to eat hot dogs. Oh, um, Joan Severance is on uh, one of my favorite episodes of Celebrity Wife Swap when she was still married to Robin Leach. Wait, she was married to Robin Leach? Yes. Oh, my God. I think so. One time in Las Vegas when I was at the Chris Angel Benefit concert. I remember. A Robin Leach was there. And you, I, s- you sent me that photo. You took a creep yeah, shot took of a, him. I took, well, it's not. It was, a, it was at the <laughs> press line. It was 
It was a creep shot because he looked like a creep. Because he in looked it. like a creep. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was at the. You were being creepy. I was with the with the paparazzi lined up behind a rope. Yeah. With a with a phone, taking pictures of of Carrot Top and Vince Neil as they walked the the press line. Yeah. Nobody questioned why is this guy all the way up front with a phone. <laughs> like nobody was just like, "Hey, you're not a you're not in the press. You you're just some jerk in a casino." With a phone out. There to laugh at the show. At one point, Robin Leach is standing, waiting to walk the thing, and he's just leaning, mm-hmm. looking at his phone, and I just filmed him. I remember. For two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and he did not move for two minutes straight. It was impressive. He really was it's impressive. Like, are you sleeping standing up? Like a, like a horse? <laughs> yeah, that's a talent. It is a talent. So, Gloria, I again, from the bottom of my heart, if we in any way misled you, not we, Dudio, in any way misled you to think that, that little Bub was going to talk to me on the show. Just you tell me what I can do to fix this, and I will try to fix it. Um, well, I would say that Dudio can fix the episode title on the website to start. That would be great. Um, just say Little Bub's Dude. And then I guess you would also maybe let me plug a really good interview that Little Bub did with wow. John Worcester. If mm-hmm. somebody just uh, Googles Little Bub, John Worcester, Talk House, then they can hear Bub, hear, hear what she has to say. Sure. Is it, uh, and can I just go out on a limb and say that Little Bub said something along the lines of, <laughs> No, well, you'll have to listen to find out. Look, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Little Bub said something just in the general vicinity of. I mean, that's not, it sounds a lot better than that. And so, it's, I mean, it's actually probably a good thing you didn't have her on for Cattober because it kind of would have put the other cats to shame. Um, she has such a better voice than everyone else. So, is a Bub super fan. Yeah, that's not fair to the other cats. Yes. Thank you for the call, Gloria. Thank you. I liked Cat Tober a lot. I like it when people share the songs that they sing about their cats. It really makes yeah. me laugh. I do too. I have a new one where I just go, I know something about cats. <laughs> <laughs> and for Jimmy Jazz. Yeah, but I don't know the rest of it. You still got to workshop it. Yes, yeah, right? it's, it's getting where it needs to be. See, I'm busy. Yeah, you're <laughs> working on all Look, kinds of. You new haven't things. missed a step. <laughs> Look, you're either. This time last year, you were frantically writing two over, episodes. I was on a plane. Yeah. Going to L.A. to do some like Hulu thing. Yeah. And I wrote like a draft of one script on the way out. Yeah. A draft of the second script mm-hmm. on the way back. Mm-hmm. But now I know. Something about cats. All right, that's it for today. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're like, put that one in the win column. Who says I'm not productive? It was one of those calendars where yeah. you literally take a sharpie and you put an X over the yeah. day. <laughs> it's eight thirty in the morning. You're just like, I know something about cats. You go right back to bed. <laughs> Is it tomorrow yet? 
you know how my days are going. You already, you said, I said I wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to talk okay, about it. Okay. I'm not going to talk about friends. Oh yeah, I got a couple not. of friends texts from you today. Because all I will say is that I'm going to, I'm going to go to a search engine. I'm not going to name names, which search engine. I'm going to type in Rachel friends. MC MC5 t-shirt. She's your favorite or is Phoebe? No, Phoebe's my favorite. But look at look. Oh, yeah. She wore an MC5 shirt on the show. Yeah, yeah, well. Phoebe, then Joey, then Rachel. You like Joey second? Yeah. Why? Cuz he's dumb. He's dumb, he's funny, he's dumb. Yeah. He's and he's sweet. Uh-huh. Then Rachel. Uh-huh. Then Ross. Really? Then Monica. Oh, then what's wrong? Is Monica like, I, I've she's never. She's uptight. She's uptight. Never no, seen we're not an talking, episode. We're not talking okay, about. fine. She's very uptight. I don't know why she put like a salmonella encrusted, like raw turkey on her head. I've seen like screenshots and gifts of such a thing. I think, I think, I think it's like, I think like a Cronenberg. Cool. I think Joey had the turkey on his head at one, at one point. I don't know if she ended no, up with she it did, on her head. I remember it was like, you know. She's wearing like some tight. The friends. Some days I'm just like, I think you guys are my friends. I know. That's what, that's what happens when you go from like, because when you work as a writer in like a mm-hmm. writer's room, which is like yeah. the thing I miss more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like seeing like you and Cole like every day and Alex and Emily and, you know. Um, is like you're surrounded by people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like when you're not, you do. It's like yeah. I have Jimmy Jazz and you have like Ross and Phoebe. Yes. And, like, and you're you're kind of like <laughs> and the, the guy in the post, the UPS yeah. guy. Because it'll be the morning. You're just kind of like, uh-huh. okay, I got my f- breakfast. Let me eat my breakfast real fast. <laughs> and breakfast is like done uh-huh. early uh-huh. in the work uh-huh. Thing, uh-huh. rather than like these untethered days uh-huh. where you're just kind of like, uh-huh. what? Who who needs to put labels on meals with things? <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I can keep going on what dinner was in the mo- I just took a nap just, between dinner, between the first half of dinner been, and the second half of dinner, some, which is in the morning now. I will say there have been some lapses in my like life hygiene diet. Like recently I like introduced marshmallows to my diet where I like started to get a bag of like, and like this is stuff my, you know, I would never eat growing up. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I'm like, <laughs> marshmallow on a fork, and I'm like lighting it on fire over my stovetop. And it's like, hey, it's, it's, it's 7 p.m. Time to make the foundation of a s'more. Yeah, with no graham cracker or chocolate, though. No, just it's like, just the marshmallow. Just the, and you know, those things can really catch on fire. Yes, no, they, they become a, like, we- they become like weapons. Hazard. Yeah, so. Sure. <laughs> Maybe structure isn't the <laughs> defining characteristic of of our days right now. I did I because I am trying to write the script, which is going to be so great. But um, I did like sit down to write that. And I kind of like cleared my day to write. Uh-huh. And I ended up watching Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> and I'm like, 
had watching Fifty Shades Darker, I'd say it's raining because they're in Seattle. <laughs> I thought to myself at one point. <laughs> And then you're just like, well, this stuff will be better tomorrow anyway. I didn't have it today. I didn't have the good stuff today. I had my, uh, the one thing I had to do today was at 11 as Mm -hmm. opposed to like, really need, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start in the morning. Starting in the afternoon, I'm already doomed. Yeah. It's just like, takes one, one just breeze to knock you off. Point oh, completely. for the rest. Of yeah. It's like... I got the title down and I got one stage direction. Yeah. And then <laughs> with all marshmallows and like, Jamie Dornan and, and like, Dakota um, Johnson. Like these marshmallows. They're gross. They're disgusting. They're yeah. so bad. Like, all right. Let's uh, eat let's just one. One more. And they're so like, they, they like, they make your blood sugar just like jump through the roof. Yeah, and then crash immediately. Yeah. Suddenly you're just like. Oh, I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up limp here. <laughs> it's like I chased them with a Xantac. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that's like my version of s'mores. It's like a marshmallow and a Xantac. <laughs> like two tums on the, on each side of the s'mores. Yeah. It's like, it's like arts and crafts. Yeah. It's like, welcome to summer camp, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm, making, I'm Counselor Julie. Yeah. And let's, today we're going to dress up marshmallows. With we're gonna make heartburn we're gonna make, medication. We're gonna make special s'mores. Yeah, with heartburn medicine, <laughs> and yeah, it's uh. <laughs> but look, you're up, you're down, you ride the ride. <laughs> Who's good here, Mike? Four. Mike says four is good. best show. Hi. Hey Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Jessica from Ithaca. Jessica from Ithaca, how are you? I'm doing good. Last week, we played. Yes, I heard. I really made my night. Nancy Babbage, which is a with the album is called "It Can't Happen Here," and I didn't get a chance to give you a fair and square plug for it. Jessica, where can people find the music for the band? Uh, nancybabbage.bandcamp.com find it on SoundCloud and it's those two places and it's B-A-B-I-C-H is the correct and, that is correct and I'll say this the, you, these guitars on this Nancy Babbage record the sounds you're getting out of these guitars the uh, the, 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 the the no wave scene the, like a leap right out of 79 with these guitar sounds. Really? Yes. That's you, great. It's, it's great. So. Yay. So how are you? You're here with me and Julie Klausner. I know. I mean, I know, I know, but like, yay. Hey. Um, hi, Julie. Hi. Hi, Jessica. I'm so sad. Difficult people got canceled. Oh, I love season three. Thank you so much. So, it's okay, though. Not it's, it's, fair. A it's bittersweet. I know it's okay. And bittersweet, and, and more, more great things are coming, I promise you. I know. I, I have faith. Good. Good. Just, ah. I know. I know. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you know, it's, it's a thing. There's still to watch plenty of episodes of. No, 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 no. 
No, not <laughs> friends. Don't worry, say? I'm not what, gonna. What were you gonna say? <clears throat> friends, I almost feel like is not for everyone else. It's just from the se- <laughs> it's for the seven of us. Well, you talk about it a lot. Yeah, but it's me. It's for me, Phoebe, Joey, Ross, Rachel. Monica and Chandler. You put me on like Gunther level. <laughs> no, you, no, but you're with Mike. That's Paul Rudd. I don't know who Mike is. Paul Rudd. It's Phoebe's husband. Oh, well. And Marcel. Marcel? Yeah, the monkey. The mime? No, the monkey. Ross's monkey. Don't put me on a... No, you're not on the same thing. He's way behind you on the... You're, it's you and Paul Rudd. <laughs> way just ready to go to the next, cir- to the next circle. You'd marry Jessica, Joey. I, or I asked Tom earlier where I was in his like tight circle of friends because I felt like I'd been usurped. By I the think- six friends. And I was like, look, there's, there's six. It's a little crowded in this elevator right now. The seven of us. You can take the next elevator up. With- Why don't you scrub me out with Chandler? You don't like Chandler. You want to know what? Bold move right now. Chandler. Is out. Yes. Throws the whole balance off, though. Who's married to Monica, then? I could marry Monica. You might have to marry Monica. Fine. Then. Great. I, honestly, I'd be doing very well for myself. She's very clean. Very neat. So am I. I like a clean apartment. She vacuums her vacuum cleaner. She does? Yes. On the she show. has, like, mental issues. <laughs> She's got serious problems on the show. Okay. That's fine. Jessica. Thanksgiving, what's your Thanksgiving going to be like? My Thanksgiving, I'm actually going to my parents' place. That's nice. Is that also in upstate New York? No, it's in uh, outside Baltimore. I'm going to be driving tomorrow. That's a good drive. I still need to pack. (laughs) Boy, oh boy, that's like a a 10-hour drive. Wow, no, it's uh, a six-hour. Are there crab cakes on the menu? I don't think so. Is it traditional? It should be. I don't, I don't a, even think that's in season. It's a giant. I'd drive. love one. I'd eat it. It's Thanksgiving. But yeah, the Baltimore. drive is mostly just yeah. trying to get through just the middle of Pennsylvania where there ain't nothing. Yeah. Except sheets. And ghosts. <laughs> Lots of sheets, actually. Sheets. Sheets is the chain. The It's like the... Western Pennsylvania Wawa. So there's yeah, no Wawa like in Western Wawa. Pennsylvania? That's Eastern Pennsylvania? Kind, kind of. I'm sure okay. there are Wawas scattered around, but Sheets is in charge there. It's S-H-E-E-T-Z. Right. I see. And then is that where the Poconos are or no? The Poconos are more... I think it's a little more north, north of there. Okay. Like, right? Are you, you're not going through the Poconos to get home, are you? I don't know. I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so for di- Thanksgiving in Baltimore, it's a giant crab cake... On yeah. the table, covered mm-hmm. in daddy bow. <laughs> covered in yeah, you got the you got the that red, that toxic red powder. What is that stuff called again? Still, uh, old bay, <laughs> old bay, covered in old bay, and then you put instead of gravy, it's uh, clam chowder. Ugh. It's New England clam chowder. <laughs> And then instead of cranberry, it's Manhattan clam chowder. (laughs) And then for dessert, it's just more of the crab thing because not everybody ate. That's a crab dip. It's crab cupcakes. Right? It's it's just crabs. It's crab mashed into cupcake. (laughs) Cupcake Chowder frosting. Yes, with... 
coagulated chatter frosting. And then for Christmas, it's more crab. Because yeah. not everybody finished it, and we we did put it right in the freezer afterwards, so it's still <laughs> pretty good. Dig in. Well, Jesse, oh, I will. You have a happy holiday, a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk you to you too. Later. I'll call again. Of course. Now, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Night. We didn't so, talk about Thanksgiving. We didn't. Nope. No. That's fine. It's fine by me. Yeah. I need to say that this, uh, speaking of Cattober, Ben, your cat. Oh, are we doing winners? Yes. <gasps> Ben's cat had the best purr. Your cat, um, what is this cat's name? Pregle, Gliggle? Pringles? It was not, yeah, I can't remember. Ben. Oh, which was the snack that Mike hates and which is the cat's name? Mike likes Pringle. Mike hates Pringles, but he eats them because they're free. Yeah. Um, I, it, look, I, I would bet anything he's going to grab six. He, I, this, he grabs these snacks. He brings them back to the to the quick check in Bayonne and tries to make it like he's returning them, but he lost his receipt. Can I at least get his door credit? Um, but Ben, your cat had the best purr, and Genevieve, your cat Suki had the best meow. And so, please email me, and then we will make donations to. Cat-based shelters in your neck of the woods. Those cats brought it. They did. I was truly impressed by how the yeah. cats really came through. They did. It was something else to see the cats deliver. Hey, Mike! Get in here! Uh oh. Julie! Hi, Gary. What up? What's up? Why? Why what? Why? Why what? Why's Mike in here? Because you told him to come in. Right. Hey, Mike! Yeah. What's up? How much? How are you doing? Good. I liked your zippity doodah last week, Gary. Thank you. Get your script ready. I'm working on a new show. Okay. I want you to produce it. Fair enough. We're going to run a little sizzle reel. Hey, Dudia. Yeah. Get in here. Hey, Pat. Yeah. Get in here. Did you guys order wings? Where's is that what script? that smell is? Not popcorn. Chili. Chili? chili? You guys ordered chili? Oh, good. <laughs> they opened that door when Mike came in. I was like, well, I can't identify that Before smell. Chili brought chili, but Kristen made Kristen chili. brought chili. Okay. Is Thank it delicious? It is. It's a mixed chili. Is it really? Maybe on my way out. Hey, where's the script? My script. And I'm going to say this right now. Hey, you guys. Don't mess this up. Do I get one? And you're not in it. I'm you're just, I'm, I'm observing. We're you're, auditioning you're for you. You're pitching to me, basically. Yeah. Okay. But don't, don't miss, Pat, Dodio, Mike. Yeah. This is a big shot. We got a real, got a real make. 
Move or shake in the studio. I want this show to go. I own this franchise. If you guys mess it up, I'll never forgive you. Julie. Hi, Gary. I would like to introduce you to a new franchise called The Three Dimwits. <laughs> Do you have a log line or you just want to go right into the... Hold on. I do, you know, you read the announcing thing. Yes. Yeah. But don't overdo it. <laughs> okay. Like you usually do. So something a little more natural. Yeah, more natural. Okay. I can do that. All right. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's let's... way too big. <laughs> Okay, I got it, I got Look this. Look it down. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. We work at the circus. Click <laughs> it down. What? The ringmaster's not as over the top as you are. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Let's start over. Let's, okay, start over? Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, three children of all ages. For editing purposes, you got to give a beat. Okay. Count quietly, Ben. Okay. I'll count. Okay. I mean, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, let's welcome to the program America's most loved trio of lovable buffoons, the one and only Three Dimwits. Presented by Gary the Squirrel, in association with Fidget Spinners, and the new Dean Koontz novel, Aftershock. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hold on. Wait. Great edit. Gonna get my cues worked out. Hold on. Gonna get this Liberty Mutual commercial. Well, insurance. Okay, man. The setting is a hotel. I play the the owner. Now look here, you three dopes. I'm the owner of this fancy hotel. And I hired you three dummies to fix the smoke alarms. There's a big banquet at this fancy hotel in an hour. A banquet? Do you think they'll have... Wait, is this mic even on? There's no cord in the back. (laughs) Who's running the studio? Here, let's share this one. Here. Plug it in. Mike doesn't have a cord. Want to feed me your last line, Beck Gary? Feed me your last line. <laughs> all right, Daniel Ding Lewis. <laughs> you three dummies to fix the smoke alarms. There's a big banquet at this fancy hotel in an hour. A banquet? Do you think they'll have those chicken fingers? I love chicken fingers. Don't worry about chicken fingers, you dope. <laughs> hey, watch it. Hey, don't hit him. I'll hit it whoever I want, like <laughs> you. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Ah, oh, that hurt. And this will hurt. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Let me give you a taste of your own medicine. <laughs> Why you hit me, you, you jerk? How do you like it? Ow! Watch it! What can you do? We're out of a job now. Maybe we can get a job working at the White House. <laughs> get out. All three of you. That was great. Terrible. One was worse than the next. Great job. Great job. Three dimwits. How about it? I love it. I like that. Not option it. I do. I like that last line. Um, Very edgy. Well, I was thinking maybe Comedy Central could use it because they have like, I think they have like four or five late night political shows right now. Yeah. And maybe they could use like a six or seven. I'm doing a show with them. What is it called? The Rundown. I thought somebody else hosted that. No, not the Rundown. The Opposition? No, no. Mine's called The Real... It's called What's Going Down? <laughs> and it's on after Jordan Klempler. <laughs> it's weird that. Gave um Jeffrey Jones a show. <laughs> Don't you think it was kind of weird? So that's how it is in their family. And I gotta get my 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 Ubers here. Okay. Don't give me five star. Don't give me one star. Is that? Curb. Larry David. Curb. Did you like that episode? Yeah, it's good. Gary, have a great Thanksgiving. Boo-hoo-hoo. You too, Gary. There he goes. Acorn stuffing. Oh. I'm, I'm looking, I'm just letting you know, I'm looking forward. I really hope we get to hear from Billy again before the end of the year. I know it takes oh, a toll on you physically. Yes, Billy. Believe me, I know. I might not have a great Thanksgiving if Billy shows up tonight. You're not going to have a great anything no. next time Billy shows up, but ventriloquism is it's, my favorite. I think it's probably the best thing that happened in 2017. It might be. It kind of is. Yeah, it yeah. kind of is. Yes. It definitely is. It oh, definitely yeah. is. Oh, no. That's pretty much it. When did you get... You got good and poochie last year, right? Yeah. On the, the second day of the year. Of 2016. January of 2017. Oh, well, then Good and Poochie's a contender, too. Oh, yeah. No, the, that was the start of the year, and then right down the tank after that. She met her brother, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coughing just by thinking of, of Billy. Of 
You know, we could do like a. <laughs> there's another Julian Billy to be like. That would be to be mined. And then, uh, if we, yeah. If we're like, don't worry, guys, we're gonna do difficult people again. Yeah. But it's just me and you know, that ventriloquist dummy. Ventriloquist dummy. Like, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. It's like people are like, this is like you don't even hear booze. You just people, yeah. you hear like a people like, going, "What? Yeah. <laughs> is she okay? <laughs> hey, lady, are you okay up there?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Lady, seems like you're having a lot of problems." <laughs> it <laughs> the uh, yeah. It would be just like the kind, it would be like a real, it would be like a, a Michelle Gondry thing would not be charming in real life if yeah. somebody was like, yeah. I'm filming all the movies from the video store. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's creepy and right. weird that you're putting that much energy into that stuff. Besho, hi. Hey, Tom. To whom am I speaking? Well, I'm sorry. I have a cold. I didn't realize that's how I sounded. That's all right. <clears throat> sorry. Who's this? This is Taylor, formerly from Denver, now of Los Angeles. Oh, I know this, Taylor. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Good. Are you and having fun in Lipstick City? Um, sure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say yes. <laughs> what do you think of the cars and balls and topless balls? Never seen a woman <laughs> feel so alone. So alone. <laughs> Let's change the gladness to sadness. <coughs> Mr. Mojo Rising. Mr. Mojo Rising. Got to keep on rising. Mr. Mojo Rising. Rising, rising. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. Man, I made a letter about an hour ago. Made a little thing to mount from a window. <laughs> I wear the other thing with a Hollywood bungalow. Bungalow. <laughs> City at night. Hey. It's like he's like he's... neighborhood watch. Hey. <laughs> like, he's like LA neighborhood watch. Yeah. He's like looking at his window. Whoa. <laughs> like you see somebody. Hovering around a car, like he saw the Manson family. He saw Gerald Manson trying yeah. to steal ah! Dennis Wilson's like muffler. Yeah, like <laughs> driving around in his Aston Martin. <laughs> but all those noises he makes. Wasn't there something that he was like so drunk that everything sounds like he's waking up from like a yeah. like a ah! <laughs> like he's waking up the way in a movie yeah. you would dream. Somebody wakes up out of a nightmare. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> like a really drunk. Ah! Oh! <laughs> now just picture the other three doors just they're just like 
playing as if nothing's I feel like changed the, the piano, in the band. Like the, the keyboard on that yeah. song is so neat. And, pres- and maybe yeah. it's just in contrast, but I also feel like they're like, we're holding this down. Like, we have to... tighter than ever. That's what I mean. And I I feel like they're just like, listen, we're the foundation of the house. It's going to collapse unless we're just like... Because all the songs he's now just like, don't you love her madly? You want to be her daddy? Don't you love her as she's walking out the door? Like she did 1,000 times. Like, the, like you think he's down for a nap? And yeah, he... They sound like they're recorded at the end of the hall. Like he's just like singing. Like he's not exactly near the microphone. He's like, oh, you love. <laughs> like he sounds so far away. Maybe he like maybe they put a microphone in the men's room because he liked to sing like there. Like I, th- I think I think that is the legendary story. Actually, that that one of the songs in the later period was recorded with him on the toilet. Oh, well, <laughs> I totally it, it must. I'm that. telling you, it has. There's no way it's not "Love Her Madly" when you listen. <laughs> when you listen to this. <laughs> Listen to the listen, listen to how his vocals sound. <laughs> Tell me he's not in a bathroom when you hear how far away he sounds. Don't you love her badly? Don't you need her badly? Don't you love her way? Tell me what you say. He's nowhere near the mic. Don't you love her badly? <laughs> Wanna be her daddy? Like, that's not, like, studio echo. That's just, like, oh. you're in the other room echo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who's podcasting? Who's so podcasting? I, I will admit one of the first things I did when I moved here was drive up Laurel Canyon and go to see, like, Joni Mitchell's house and, you know, all the rock star houses. And one of the things that they keep telling you everywhere in that area is, like, oh, well, that's that house right up there. That's the house that. He wrote Love, Love Street in. That's the house. Like, that, that's the big claim to fame. One of the houses near, like, Joni Mitchell's house up there. He lives on Love Street. Wait, you played the part in L.A. Woman where he's like, yeah! Like, he, like, he's like, he's come, he's waking up from, like, a bad dream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's, while I wait for this intentional. What's going on, uh, Taylor? Well, um, I wanted to uh, uh, point out, because I, I did get a chance to see that Jim and Andy, I mean, I realize it's on Netflix, but I saw it at a special screening here, because that's what you do in L.A., you go to special oh. screenings of things. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I've been doing a bit of, uh, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I've been doing a bit of PA work here. It's, it's, it's you know, pretty fabulous. And um, my favorite part in that movie is when Jim, as Tony Clifton, walks into the wrong trailer and, and some poor PA is just standing there. And he just, he looks so tired and his eyes are so dead. And he's like, uh, no, this is the production trailer. <laughs> yeah. He, and I don't know how long he's been on that set. And, but the thing is, you have to realize the crew's been there all morning. And yeah. they're just like, we're just trying to get through the day. <laughs> exactly. Like, 
Why's Jim Carrey making our day longer? Those makeup and makeup people seem genuinely like PTSD. Yeah, like, like they're they were over it very quickly, and then yeah. then he's like, everyone missed Andy so much. It's like I'm <laughs> sure the crew was just like, you know, we get paid the same kind of on these things. Yeah, we're, we're good. Whether whether it's you dressed running around as as Andy Kaufman crashing golf carts uh, mm-hmm. against the wall, or if we're just filming a uh, a, a movie with uh, you know we're filming a, some some movie with it where it's like uh, Ryan Reynolds in in just like uh, like a romantic comedy right. with Ryan Reynolds right in like we a get, fancy apartment yeah well Taylor yeah. That is, I I wish I had the Hollywood lifestyle you have <laughs> to show up at fancy oh, it's fabulous. premieres. Fabulous. Someday. <laughs> well, look, you're going to have a uh, an LA Thanksgiving now, huh? Well, yeah, actually, I I, I can't. I, I living in LA, you know, I, I can't afford to fly home, so yeah, I'm going to stay here. <laughs> well, good, it'll be. And, good. Uh, we'll have a good time, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do a friendsgiving with some some friends of uh, my boyfriend, so that should be and then my friends too. It should be it should be fun. Great. Well, I'm I'm glad things are going all right for you out there. And yeah, uh, I will talk to you later. All right. Uh-huh. And hi to Julie as well. Hi Taylor. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Just think about what you just said. Well, a digger bucka bucka about an hour ago. It's Avalanche Bob. The, oh my god. <laughs> that is Avalanche Bob. Bicka bicka bucka bucka bucka. About an hour ago. <laughs> about an hour ago. The surfboards. Snowboards. Bicka bucka bucka about an hour ago. Bungalow. Are you a lucky little lady in the city of life? Or did you know the lost ain't your city of night? City of night. City of night. City of night. Woo!
runs fire with. If they say I never loved you, you know they are a liar. Yeah, they are a liar. <laughs> Driving down your way. record let's do it next week so that it's not uh such a a disrespectful shift in tone okay take the final call here (laughs) best show hi hey tom it's courtney from carolina courtney from carolina how are you i'm good how are you i'm good now i know i can get into some serious friends talk with courtney uh-oh is it courtney Cox? yeah i wish julie liked it i'm sorry i know it, it right? doesn't, i don't like it i've just never seen it i know what if you love it though i could right It'd be dangerous but possible well, who are your favorite characters best best to worst courtney Ooh, you, best to worst you know my okay, list I'll go with the, uh, yeah phoebe's your favorite yes um okay my favorite character is Rachel's sister, um, Christina Applegate. Yes. Annie. Uh, yeah, Amy. Amy. <laughs> You're good. Amy. Um, okay, so She's her, always insulting. Then, She's always insulting. 
Yeah, yeah, if Julie watches one episode, I think she might like that one. I would say, is that the same episode? What's the episode where Ross is in the tanning salon? I think that's its own episode where he gets a spray tan and he doesn't yeah. turn around. Yeah. I think she should watch um, that episode. Yeah, you texted me about okay, that. Okay, well, go with your recommendation. That means a lot more. So, you're, you're, no, if you're going with the core six, though, Courtney. Don't do Amy, cause look, if we're going, okay, if we're sorry. going, we're spreading out from that, I'm gonna put Janice way up on the list. Okay. Janice is maybe my favorite character on the whole show. <laughs> she has really nice Chanel things. Yes, she always wears, she, her, she always she? wears her tiger print Which things, leopard she? print. I, I'm not sure what her name is, but she's like the uh, anti-Semitic stereotype on the show. Oh, terrific. Like, she's like their version of the nanny. Kind of, yeah, she's kind of, Got it. But she's very, I think she's very funny and she's very likable. And she mm-hmm. dated Chandler for a long time. Got it. And then she also dated who, Courtney? Say Ross. it. Ross, that's right. I watch way too much of So are show. Ross and Rachel definitely Jewish on the show or is it just sort of implied? Well, it's, Ra- it's Ross and Rachel Geller. Yeah. And Elliot Gould is their father. I think they're, they, they don't specifically Ross and Rachel say- are siblings. No, Ross and Monica are. Oh, Monica doesn't seem Jewish. Courtney Cox? Well, no, but I mean, it's like, and Jennifer Anderson isn't Jewish either, but like, I always figured they like, kind of, I don't know, I I know nothing. Her mom is played by Marlo Thomas on the show. I don't know, you mentioned. So go ahead, Who give me your core six, Courtney, please. So rank the friends? Okay, um, all right, um, Chandler, Phoebe... Rachel. Wait, Chandler's first? Oh, sorry. I think so. I always thought he was so funny. Maggie Wheeler is the name of the actress. Okay. So Chandler, who else then? So I'll do Chandler, Phoebe, Rachel, Joey, Ross, Monica. Wow, the Geller's low on the list there. They're still so funny, though. Like, I mean, they're on the list. Because you know what the thing is? Everybody says Joey's dumb. Joey's not as dumb. Ross is dumber than Joey. And Ross is, <laughs> and Ross has the the fancy schmancy education. Ross is so much dumber Ross, than Joey. Ross sort of seems like a cuck. Well, he's been married three times on the oh, show. Oh, well, then that's different then, I guess. He's like a, he's almost like a... He's like a lonely heart kind he's of He's a like, weird kind of irresponsible, like a, like a can't get out of his own way. I see. That's the whole point. Courtney, you're watching the finale, and you, then you see does does uh, did she get off the plane? Do how much do you cry? Oh, um, well. If you were to watch that finale I, right now, I wouldn't cry, but I mean, it definitely made me happy. You wouldn't bawl your eyes out. No. All right. Well, some people are. Made did you of cry? Stone. Of course I did. I mean, I don't know. I was happy, but... What makes you cry in pop culture? What makes you cry? Um. What's a thing on television or in movies that make you cry? What makes me cry? I get emotional when Pee Wee Herman runs out with the snakes out of the pet shop. <laughs> In the thing. No, I was definitely sad to hear difficult people of cancel. That was a great show, Joy. Thank you. Yes. 
Thank you. Um, let me be. Um, something. Something must make you cry. Come on. What? Oh, I thought the Nathan for you was sad. I didn't watch it yet. Don't please don't ruin it yet. Don't ruin. Sorry. Okay. Um, But that made you cry. I don't know. I don't really cry with watching stuff. You've got to set aside two hours to watch that, right? You can't. You don't stop. That's that's the reason why I'm not. Yeah. 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 You didn't cry in Stranger Things. (laughs) I watched season two, but I didn't watch season one. Well, that just it couldn't make less sense. You have Netflix. Really, you think? They offer both. It's not like you couldn't get access to season one. It's on I the same. It. It's on the same. <laughs> the same thing as the whether what that houses season two. Offer you just chose to jump past the entire first season. Hey. Yeah. Different strokes. <laughs> All right, Courtney. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Julie Klausner. Tom Sharp. My favorite. My favorite is you. Well, you're, you is my favorite. And thank you for coming. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. And it was so much fun. And I say to all of you, yeah, there's 28 episodes, there's 28 <laughs> perfect episodes of this thing, and they're not going away. And then you know what? Yeah. Sure, sure, she's eating marshmallows in front of her stove right now. <laughs> but you know what? When she comes back, I'm telling you, you look out, because you're all going to get your faces melted off. Because when Julie comes back... You're you're going to be the marshmallow. Look out. You, you'll be... Exactly. <laughs> you will find yourselves over the stove mm-hmm. of life, mm-hmm. of entertainment. Yes. Getting... It's saying... I melted much faster than I thought I caught. <laughs> My face caught on fire much quicker than I thought it would. It's Not good, unlike a marshmallow. Right. It's a good thing there's no batteries in the smoke alarm. Yes, because then everyone in the building is going to just be like, wait, who? <laughs> Who's somebody, unemployed? Yeah, somebody's, somebody's burning <laughs> marshmallows. So I know that you're you're the best. Thank you. So are you. The good stuff's right around the corner. I can't wait. Yeah. And everybody, have a great Thanksgiving, and thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. And here is something I'm going to play by somebody I keep playing, and I can't stop playing. It's Angel Olsen. She's playing in New York next week, and I'm going to hopefully go see her. This is a song called... Let's play uh, from her album, My Woman. Let's play Not Gonna Kill You. We'll be back next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye. My watch is blurry when I look down at my hands. I'm just another.